Blog Talk Radio. You know I like my chicken fry. Cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio up. A lot of sea sunrise. See the love in my woman's eyes. Feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine, and that's home, you know, with sweet deep pecan pine, homemade wine, where the peaches grow. And my house, it's not much to talk about, but it's filled with love that's grown in southern ground, and a little bit of chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio world, 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 the light on See the love in my woman's eyes Feel the touch of a precious child No mother's love Well, I was raised up in the And it's funny how it's the simple things in life that mean the most Not where you live What you drive Or the price tag on your clothes There's no dollar sign On a piece of mind This I've come to know So if you agree Have a drink with me Raise your glasses for a toast To a little bit of chicken fries Okay Go beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans to fit just right And a radio Thank God for my life And for the stars and stripes May freedom forever fly Let it ring Salute the ones who died And the ones that gave their lives So we don't have to sacrifice All the things we love Like our chicken fries Go beer on Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right and a radio world, a lot of peace on See the love in my woman's eyes. Feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. You know I love a chicken fry. Cold beer on a Friday night. You know I love a chicken fry. What's up, boys? <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> uh, if I told you, and welcome problems, to the George Bruce show. That's the kind of you know, that's what we need, George. <laughs> Not a sounds sound like you may it. have been, you know, may have been just jazzing it off a little bit there. I don't know what was going on I, there. But. 
Yeah, you know, we need a little. <laughs> oh, wait. There's a, by the way, there's breaking news. There's an emergency press conference from the world of Barstool Sports. Really? Roger Goodell has shut down Dave Fortnoy's winning bid of to watch. What has he done? Mr. You draw. Mr. Portnoy, we wanted to update you on the background and criminal check that was conducted on you in connection with your bid on NFL auction number blah, blah, blah. As you were aware and consented to, you were subject to a background check before being declared the winner of this item. Based on the background report provided to us, you did not pass the NFL's background check, and therefore we are unable to award you NFL Act auction item. In particular, the following incidents were identified. Falsifying NFL credentials to gain access to Super Bowl 53 opening night. After being informed by police that you were banned from entering Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you defied the police directive and attended the game. Criminal trespassing at 345 Park Avenue. An arrest in 2015 at 345 Park Avenue. And posting nude images of a Patriots player's two-year-old son on the Barstool Sports website in 2011. Your credit card will not be charged as I am, and all credit card information you have provided will be deleted from the NFL auction system. The NFL will donate the amount of the bid to the six nonprofit organizations. Who didn't see that coming? Hmm. What the even hell are you talking about? Yeah, what so, is this in, in regards to George? I right. apologize. So when Goodell put up on the draft the watch a Monday night football game in the man cave, mm-hmm. you knew that Portnoy, that Dave Portnoy from Barstool was going to, A, be like win the bid, and B, just make Goodell's life hell for it. Okay. So I don't know the all end, the backstory on this, I apologize. Okay. Well, you know, Goodell, Portnoy hates Goodell. Oh. Yes, I do know that. Yes. Which I love. Are you fucking kidding me? It's good the whole time. Yeah. All right, so Portnoy hates um, Goodell. The NFL mm-hmm. hates Barstool. And Portnoy, mm-hmm. of course, obviously wanted to win this like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. The fact that posting Brady's two-year-old kid's Hauser howitzer on the internet was the last thing they mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty impressed that they didn't put passing out 70,000 Roger Goodell clown towels. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, I'll be right back because I finally got my computer working. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I just, I, I, I've had like the day from hell when it comes to technology. We'll talk about that later, though. Oh. Okay. I thought it was the Tom Brady porn you were downloading. So, anyway. Um, Probably is. Yeah, he's not connected. So, Dan, we'll, we'll uh, continue on. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. How about yourself? Doing good. Uh, just wrapped up a week and getting ready for another weekend. It's the end of May, heading into June. Maybe get a little closer to some sports at some point. So we'll definitely get to that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. We'll go. Yeah, yeah, it certainly looks like it. Yep. And uh, 
I'm waiting for some other topics to kind of open up. Maybe have George come back and see if oh, others okay. do as well. You know, so what a what a night to be an American, man! Proud night. Woo! So excited. Um, uh, no kidding. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's just I, I wonderful. Just try to put the, I'm just trying to put the blinders on that. Not not that I'm completely ignoring what's going on. It's that mm-hmm. it's it's like it's sensationalist um, reacting to news and. Like, I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, but I do think at some point, you know, we gotta we got to differentiate reality and sensationalism. And what I mean is maybe it's good to bring it out in the open. Maybe it's good to get this going. Maybe it's good to stir the pot. Maybe this is what we need. So because at some point it's gonna blow it's gonna blow up at some point. Why not blow it up now while we can control it? Instead of letting it fester longer and get worse, because it's just—it's not going to change. There he is. Yay! George, we were just talking about what a proud night to be an American tonight. I mean, I feel so patriotic right now. Well, I don't even know what happened. Other than oh, I almost let my. Just—have have you been I... watching the news the last few hours? No, I've been watching The Office. No, oh, well, I think that's why you're not. You're hearing about White House on lockdown, CNN being destroyed, riots everywhere. Oh, oh. wonderful night! It's great. Uh, or the fact that I um, was previewing my wife's birthday present. You may have heard that. Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she kind of saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> by the way, I think we have to spend the forty-five bucks and have Susan Waldman do a cameo for the show. Yeah, I, I just think it has to be done. It just, it has to be done. Wouldn't be the first time she took money for services. Oh, that's true. Oh, all right, hold on. I'll, 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 I'll get our guest on the air. Okay. All right, let me do this, dude. If you, I've had like the day from hell when it comes to technology today, so. Come on, you stupid bitch. God damn it. What the fuck's wrong with my computer now? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the glorious fuck? Alright, you've been censored. Thanks. I'm gonna fact check you now, George. What in the absolute we, fuck is going on? I I just think we need to go lose some shit now. The only thing that makes sense. Uh, so here's the sad part: he's probably pulling up in like a different fucking in my iPad. And whatever. Let's see what can we do here. In the meantime, what does Dan have to say from the state of Florida, Sunshine State? What's going on out there? Same as always. Um, just still in um, um, whatever stage one or whatever we're level one or whatever we're calling it. So, 
Yeah. That's trying to avoid okay. just trying to avoid as many humans as possible because apparently if you're in Minneapolis and you're white you're gonna get shot. Crazy out there right now. Um just uh Probably best just to stay inside for a couple of days. You know, yeah, this weekend. I mean, I'm I'm not even thinking about two words right now. Los Angeles. I'm not even stepping in that realm right now. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right, we 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 have like what's brewing royalty joining us now. Uh, my good buddy, and y'all will like him a lot. Fourteen uh, year NHLer. Derek would absolutely come if he was here, and that's his fucking problem that he's not here. Didn't like <laughs> I'm here. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Dan, doing Brian, good. Brian. Thanks Danny. for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. How's everything going? Uh, pretty good. How you doing? Doing okay. You know, just uh, hanging in there waiting for quote-unquote normalcy to return, whatever that means. Well, they better return to normal soon because a lot of people are losing their livelihoods. They sure are. They sure are. So, how are you holding up through all of this? Um, I'm I'm doing okay. Good. Everybody's safe. Family's good. Yeah, everybody's good. And um, excellent. So, how about how are you and your family? Good. Everything. Um, yeah, pretty good. I mean, I'm out here in California, so, you know, most of my family's in New Jersey, New York, like George, and they're all, you know, some in Florida, so everybody's, you know, checking in okay. Thankfully, still got jobs, and that's good. Yeah, that continues, you know. Uh, so, uh, pretty much, we, Danny, we just shoot the shit on the show. We won't go any crazy. So, yeah, that's about it. Have fun. Dan works for Disney, so if you have any Disney questions, you can ask Dan. I, I love Disney. <laughs> there you <laughs> go, Dan. <laughs> All right. It seems like tradition since I've been on the show that it's got brought up every time, so it's it's always it's always a good topic for me. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Dan, we have Disney cert- certified Disney experts on the air right now. And my kids, my kids, my kids wanna, my kids wanna, they're dying to go back to Disney. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's 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 nothing new. It's I, I typically at least once a year get a message saying. Hey man, we were talking to our friends in high school, and uh, <laughs> you, you're so great. I hear you work for Disney. How about you get me in? <laughs> no. It's a nice perk, you know. <laughs> you're not gonna let me in when I come down there. Okay, I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> here's here's the fundamental difference, Brian. I offered up to you, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. I'm canceling my flight now. So I was just going to come out this ah. week, but that's okay. 
Oh, wait, this is an right. opiate. I'll be like Clark Clark Griswold showing up at Wally's World. They don't know where to go, right? I'll break, we'll break in then. That's what we'll do. Well, middle July, we'll be back open. Yep. Well, we got there. I know they're talking about Disneyland opening up at some point, maybe around the same time, so... We shall see. Newsom's, Newsom's well, actually going to let that happen. Well, who knows what uh, who knows what a comrade Newsom will have up his sleeve, but we'll, we'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hopefully, uh, we'll have some sports coming up soon. That's what uh, we all want most. Yeah, this is Dan. Any thoughts on the? Dan, any thoughts on the hockey uh, system that we're going to have here in the summer with the 2014 playoffs? And, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I just I, I just think that everybody's got to get together and just all these all these uh, leagues, you know, whatever it is, hockey, football, baseball, basketball. Just if you want to go to a game, you buy a ticket, you sign you signing a waiver. You understand the risk. If you're concerned, then don't go. But like. You know, having this going on in the summertime and then not, you know, not starting the season until December, I, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that, 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 you know, the flu kills 65,000 people a year, and, you know, not, not that you shouldn't take this seriously, but, I mean, this is like, this is yeah. really affecting, I mean, like, where I live, on like eight. Um, every day there's restaurants who are folding up now. Mm-hmm. Going out of business that have been around for 30 and 40 years. Absolutely going agree. Of, going out of business because, yeah, there's the PPP plan out there that helps pay for your employees, but what pays for your loss of business? Nothing. Yep. I really like that idea he mentioned on bringing fans in the stadium and having them sign a waiver. I would well, sign a waiver. Their signature I would by sign a waiver. Yeah. Their, their signature is by buying a ticket. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, there's a risk to do a lot of things in life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you take a risk just driving down the street to get something at Walmart. You, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's risk everywhere. I mean, I'm not sure how... I mean, you could get. And the other thing is, when do you really know when you get corona? Right? I mean, do we know if it's going to be sitting at a Bruins game or, mine, or a, you know, a, you know, or if mine it's going to usually be has, going going to a Costco? Mine yeah. has a lime in it. That's when I know I get corona. Oh boy! Sorry, I had to take it. It was there for me. Well, the way my the, the way the sabers make me feel, that might give me corona all in general. So we could we could go on a tangent for that for about five ten minutes. Will it, will the will the sabers make the cut the twenty fourteen cuts? Um, no, no, they missed it. And you know what I love? Uh, they they had a presser with uh, Jason Bottrell. One of the reporters had the audacity to say, "Well, since you just missed the playoffs, just be real. The sabers were way out of the playoffs. Okay, they made the twenty fourteen format." And they missed it by one team. It's ridiculous. I mean, just, you know, stop sugarcoating it. Throw them a softball. Throw them a fastball. Say, listen, you're on the hot seat. You missed the playoffs by a mile. What are you going to do to fix this mess they have going on right now? Yeah. So that's that's what, I, you know, I thought that was – I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, oh, man. 
They probably. I, I but yeah, they much much old data, which I thought was funny too. What's that? Which is a joke. Um, first of all, how long are you going to make Derek listen to this without bringing him on? Which I think is funny. Um, but yeah, two, come on in, Derek. But my favorite part of it was yesterday. I was listening to uh, the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Report because I wanted to hear what they were naming the EHL team because they did a big thing yesterday. And uh, they're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Henderson team. And they were like, if Jack Eichel played in Edmonton and was Canadian, would he get more love? Because he's just as good as half the players like of the top echelon in the league. And he's mm-hmm. a BU guy, so that automatically makes him awesome. Because uh, I don't know mm-hmm. any of you guys. Um, yep. But, like, he gets no love. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that's on the show. Yeah, well, part of it is the fact that the Sabres have just been poor and the fact that they play in Buffalo. So is, is the combination. But so is Edmonton. So, yeah, but Edmonton has also been you know, okay, up and so like, down since Connor McDermott uh, arrived. Shifley said that Eichel, and based on his season, he should be MVP. Um, I'm not so sure. There's a lot of great, a great candidates year. this year. He did, he did. But there's a lot of great candidates. It's it's hard to it's hard not to give it to Dreisaitl. To me, they're going to give it to Well, Pasternak was having an unbelievable year in Boston. That's true too. That's you know that's the thing. I mean, you can look at Pasternak and even he was on, he was on pace like was amazing. Eighty something goals or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Then you had um. You know, you have McKinnon, you have, uh, um, of course, already. David in there, but I think I, uh, maybe, uh, you know, but the thing is, maybe a different year he would be. I think there's just some great candidates this year. I think it'd be hard for me to justify him. You also have uh, Panarin in, in New York, who who had Panarin a good and so you, too. Yeah, I think McDavid loses this year because. Yeah, I, I don't think McDavid. I think McDavid because, loses because the guy in his team was just better. Drysaitel. Uh, yeah, well, Drysaitel just I, had that great of a season, and he was. Drysaitel was like, great yeah. when McDavid was out. I feel so. like the Canadian media is just like they're going to nominate McDavid with Drysaitel, and somebody's going to get screwed out of it who was more valuable to their team. Well, they, because they, they could, they could the split the vote and pass. They could split the vote. And Pasternak wins, which you know I, I don't really mind if Pasternak wins. I mean, he, you know, he he's pretty great, but. This he is the year we need the three finalists. Yeah, well, he's. Just, well, you could say anybody, any one of those guys is is a Hart Trophy candidate, right? I'm uh, on that line. So, you know who would have been a Hart Trophy candidate if they had kept playing? I can't believe I'm going to say this, Mika's advantage would have been a Hart Trophy candidate if he was going. Yeah, you know what? I mean, he could have. He could have been. Yeah, he. I mean, he had what, a five-goal game. He had two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was yeah. taking on fire for sure. I'd be holy mm-hmm. crap. That's an amazing year. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Danny, when when you guys vote for the the PA award, how does like what do you guys do that like before the end of the season or something? Well, what was that again? Oh, that's a good. When you guys voted for the uh, NHL PA like awards, when did you guys so, like, do the that? Pearson, right. Yeah, I think it's like at the three quarter mark. You know, that's it's, insane. I mean, it's obviously it's obviously towards the end of the season. I mean, obviously. Yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. um, that could be. I mean, if that? you were if you were gonna vote for like one player for the in what was a really great season, like who would you vote for or why? Um. Well, obviously, you know, for someone who comes through in a, you know, clutch situation, um, you know, I mean, somebody may score, you know, 50 or 60 goals, but, you know, if you get a guy who comes through in clutch situations that scores 35 goals, then, you know, maybe he's more valuable, you know? Mm-hmm. You, know you, have, you can't just look at the total points. you got to look at the total contribution. Do you put True. more of an emphasis maybe on on that? I know it's kind of a lucky stat sometimes, those game-winning goals, game deciders, or more like a percentage of the offense too? Yeah, I mean, it's all, I mean, obviously being in the right right place at the right time obviously factors in. Um, but still, I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Chris Drury, I mean, he, he was a guy that was always in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he had a lot of he had a lot of game win, playoff game winning goals and um, but you know it's always something to be said about that too you know totally I mean, obviously obviously you're a chance to box you know whatever you do so you make a compelling argument I mean that kind of circles back to Jack Eichel a little bit he had 78 points on a team where they only had. Four players with forty or more points. That's it. I mean, they they didn't have. I mean, Skinner was a disaster. Olsen was hurt for five weeks. Reinhardt is just, you know, he's a fifty-point guy. He's a decent player. He's solid, but you know, you look at what he had around him, and not really a lot. I mean, you look at some of these guys on Toronto, like Matthews, and look at all the talent he has around him. Right? You imagine if Jack Eichel played with uh, Mitch Marner for a whole season, what he would do? Or, a, or Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, well, no, because no, Ryan O'Reilly yeah, is Ryan, center. Ryan and Ryan O'Reilly wanted out, yeah. George. And yeah. the problem yeah. with that was the trade itself wasn't the trade. fact that they traded him. It's the fact that yeah. Botterill got back a pile of trash, and it turned out to be the worst first-round pick they could have possibly gotten for that trade. And after they won the Stanley Cup when they traded him. Which, it I mean, who would have thought that would happen? Yeah. yeah. But he wanted it, so it is what it is. Brian, yes. Do you think that I'll do a two-part on this one? Do you think somebody like Blake Wheeler would be attainable for the Sabers? Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, it, yeah, it depends I don't see why on, not. Yeah, I think that would, they're going to have cap. That would be a guy. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of guy that they need. They need, they desperately need a top six forward somewhere, somehow, and they got to figure out the goaltending situation. It's just, it's just not stable. I mean, Allmark helped, but he's not enough. They need another legitimate guy there. So they have one. I mean, guy. You, look, you look at the Bruins with Rask. I mean, look, yeah, look how much better he makes the Bruins just just having that stability. Or you know, it, it makes oh, yeah. even yeah, the Flyers Carter Hart. You have that one mm-hmm. prospect that I think is going to be really good to lead. Well, yeah, you know, but it's going to take. But, it's but going to take a while. There. It's going to take You're some right, time. But that's why they need a guy right now. They can't wait till next year. They they have to get somebody right now. 
Because otherwise, Eichel's going to say, you know what, I'm out of here. That's it. It, it, They they have to get this thing going. I'll make this one. Which I don't blame Dylan Cousins. Mm -hmm. Sure. They really need Dylan Cousins. That Dylan Cousins draft pick to work out so that you have a little more balance. I think it will. I think it will. But how long does that take? You know, I'm thinking of it from an organizational standpoint. They they have to start moving in the right direction soon. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. As we lose, as everybody falls asleep, the Sabre talk. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hockey talk. <laughs> yeah, it's good, right? So, you know what, though? Like, you know, I, I, I to, like, what's up? I patch already in there for the same reasons, like, it gave. It's like when everybody was hitting the shits on that team, he was still carrying them. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, like, you make a good point about Eichel. Yeah, he was. He was the fucking the diamond in a shit sandwich. Pretty much. It's like Kyle Palmer in the he's, the he's the diamond in a shit sandwich. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. You yeah. can't be the most valuable player of the league if your fucking team <laughs> missed the playoff by one spot, but really they missed it by fucking nine spots. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, gotta I was laughing when I heard That's that. Quickly, that was great. That's quickly interesting. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's a plot to... I think it's plus more to baseball, but then baseball is a lot different. So, like, you said something interesting about Eichel. How could he be a heart winner when he, the team misses the playoffs? That's so, because like, the baseball but, media is split in two. It's got the old fucks who don't know shit, and it's the fucking saber tarts. No, 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 no. no. Mike Trout is Mike Trout's the best player. Mike Trout's the best player in the. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, I no, knew it. Here comes the blowjob. I'm just throwing it out there. I think they should. Oh, oh come on! I'm not. I'm. I am. I'm trying to be scared. I think he should have his own award. We <laughs> too. He's that great. Um, but like, I remember he should have Andre his own Dawson. award. He's he's fucking Cy Young now. Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson won the MVP on the last place. But he probably should have those. It's like I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. What does value yeah. mean? It's kind of kind of goes back to what Danny was saying about you know it, it, what's the contract? So, is it the best player award or is it the most valuable player? Is it the, you know, is war is with the buffer placement really? Is that the the all? Yeah, but the eye test the eye test is very obvious that sure. Mike Trout is the best player. Oh yeah. That's the that's the player. that. It's not about war. It's just an eye test. It, forget I, war. You're try- I know what you're okay. trying to do, but this is but not, I'm not about. Well, I'm not John's not here for. John's not here for this. I just, <laughs> I'm just looking at two. I'm looking at the way two sports are, and they're very different. That's all. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm doing. It can't be about who gets the most press either. It's got to be about the guy who does the most all around. You know, mm-hmm. in the locker room. You know, clutch situation. Do you think being a leader? Um, not somebody who's just, you know, uh, in there from the limelight, you know? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Well, I mean, in some cases, a tiebreaker could be team success, right? I mean, if... I think that should be number one. <laughs> I could, yeah, but you know what? There's... You know, you look at... Uh, let's say let's say it came down to Eichel versus... I don't know... Um, 
Pasternak. Max Pacioretty. Right? I mean, then, 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 then you got to say, I'm, I'm throwing Pasternak. I'm sorry. I can't get on the Pacioretty train with 66 points in 71 games with so many other players having great years. I, I just I can't do it. it. There's just too many great – it's not a slight against Pacioretty. It's just that there's so many excellent choices this year. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even talk yeah, about that. Nathan McKinnon. I mean, Nathan McKinnon is a monster. You know, and if the season would have completed 82 games, who knows if Kucherov would have made the mix again. He was on fire the last two months of the season. He was starting to get in back. Didn't he have, like, points of, like, 25 or 26 graders? He just, like, went up on the air. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a great year for the list. So many great players. So, but maybe you know, I guess in those situations, I I would give it to Pasternak only because of just more success. You know, maybe you've got some kind of bigger game winning goals. But it, it's close though. It's it, it's not the definitive. It's just part of the mix to me. And it doesn't yeah, help. Sure. And it doesn't hurt Pasternak if you actually paid attention to Boston this year. Bergeron's been hurt a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know when they when they were you know the when they had the drizzling shits out there, he was still putting two a game in. Yeah, like oh, he cooled down I mean, when everybody, just... like he cooled down yeah. for like two weeks, it, and that literally still gave him. You know, it's. I mean, it hurt him because he would have been far and away if he didn't have you know a two week span where he couldn't do anything, but. Yep. In the end, you really do look at it like he – that team won the President's Trophy pretty much because of him. That's why I don't like – that's the one thing I don't like about this, like, 24 team thing. Like, they're going to have this round robin of the who's top seed is. The Bruins had 100 mm-hmm. points. I mean, like, how could they not be the top seed? Like, like the other three teams should be behind them. I'm a little confused by that. That's the one thing I choose. Yeah, but Derek, you know what, Derek, in an imperfect world, you're going to get an imperfect system. I think – I don't think this mm-hmm. is that bad of a system. I, mean, I it, it, When you really think about it, it, it's just a it's – a, so just embrace. It's going to be different. It's going to be interesting. You know, it's not perfect, but then again – so, you know, one of my friends had a good point. Maybe just slice the, the season to 68 games. And you just get everybody to 68 and just seed it that way and move forward. No games in hand with everybody or, just, you know, do it that way. But I, I don't even know if that was the best way to do it. So, I, you know, there's so many. There's always there's always going to be a few that are going to feel left at the altar. Yeah, I was more curious, too, like in terms of awards. I don't know how they're going to do awards based on this whole thing. Um, who would you choose for the Calder Trophy and the Selkie Trophy is another very interesting one. Those two trophies to me are very interesting. And that's hmm. I, I have like, to think about that. I got to... Like, like Calder, everybody like looks at Quid Hughes versus Makar. And and they forget about Sabada Kubala who scores who scored 30 goals. But, yeah, I mean, it, it probably would be those two defensemen. Adam Fox probably be in the mix. Nick Suzuki, mm-hmm. who had an excellent year for Boston. That's, pretty, that, that's one of the better trades by two teams. Pacioretty, who was talking about. Well, Nick Suzuki is, is going to be really good. Yeah, yeah well, they also got back Tatar in that trade, and he's been really productive for the Canadians on a decent contract. Yep. So yeah. It's been a very good trade. So And, like, yep. the Vesna 
like I lean towards Tuka Rask, but he didn't play as many games as Veselovsky. I think that would be your top two. And the Selkie, yep. like, I feel like the Selkie could be either Braden Point or maybe Anthony Sorelli, but it could be somebody else, too. So it's like, so I feel like there's some interesting, like, votes that I, when I'm curious to see how they go. Mm-hmm. Well, it should be fun. So it's good that we're actually talking here? about it again, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, here's my thing, though, with, like, the yeah. Vesna, though. Like, you're going to – hey, Madison's here. Um – if you're going to, oh, hey. um, like you like you said, Derek, like Tuka Rask didn't play as many games, but that's because organizationally the Bruins have said we need a one and a one A, where they have Halak who can play forty game, you know, thirty five games. And Tuka doesn't have to manage the I, load because Tuka's gonna have, like, the, see, I, I agree with you. I, like Danny, I, I what like do you think? Like, that what that? Now. As far as as far as what, like having like two two like number one goaltenders, um, like Boston has Tuca and Halak. Well, Tuca's definitely number Tuca's definitely number one. I mean, Halak is yeah. a really good goal, and he's right there. But I mean, Tuca Tuca's the number one, and I, I do think it's good to, I, I, you know, I I think it's definitely great for a team to have an unbelievable backup who also could be a number one on any other team, but took his number one in, for the Bruins. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, long gone are the days where Marty Brodeur is playing 72 games. Like, we'll never see that again. Well, that's, that's no. because of who he is. He, he always wants to play. <laughs> yeah, Grant Fuhrer. I mean, Grant Fuhrer played so. I remember there was one year, and of course, I think it was under Keaton because he was just crazy. He just played Fuhrer repeatedly. Fuhrer was like in his mid 30s, and he was playing like, he started so many games. He started like so many games for Blues. It's just very different. I feel like it's just a very different circumstance now, and teams want to manage their goalies. They want to make sure that they keep them fresh, especially when the playoffs. Uh, Coming up, I have a question. Um, between um, these two guys, because they did go out and they acquired this guy, and I really like him, uh, Robin Lanner, uh and Mark Andre Flurry. Like, I didn't yeah, want to get charged like, of being Vegas biased. Like, like, how, what's going to be the determining factor? Is that going to depend on camp, or is it? Like I mean, Leonard to me is probably better, but Flurry is very proven. So are they just gonna alternate? What are they gonna do? That's what Pete DeBoer did. Pete DeBoer started doing that towards you know as soon as they got Leonard, and uh, as soon as they got Leonard, they went. He went to every other game, but that's because Flurry had a, a ton of games in the first half of the season because they had Penis Kisser Subban's fucking brother there, a fucking Siv. Well, yeah. Like the night before they traded fucking Subban, he gave up fucking four goals. Or five goals. Subban was awful in Providence. So, he, he, I I have people, friends who are ticket holders down there, and he he couldn't even win games in Providence. So, like, it makes no sense how, (laughs) 
I'm not even going to go there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked Derek hasn't started asking you about Larry Brooks, Danny. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Oh, I I, I read. I see Danny, Derek loves stuff. Larry Brooks. I still. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna say this to you, Dan. I used to call him Larry Brooks Brooks, and I feel like it's still applies. <laughs> he he was the uh, general manager of the uh, New York Rangers when I was there, and coach. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a practice on Friday and a one o'clock game against Colorado on a Saturday at home on ABC. And the lines that we practiced with on Friday were going to be the lines for the game the next day. And then I saw in the paper the next morning Larry Brooks's proposed lineup. And I got to the locker room and that's exactly how it was written on the board. And everybody was like, everybody was confused to why we practiced our lines together the day before for the, for the game. And now they're all changed around because that's what Larry Brooks uh, thought the lineup should be. So. Well, I mean, just to go back further, you know, before you go up to Harkers, I said, remember, like, you know, he would always, like, He'd always put these columns together about which players they should go and get, especially like uh, when I think about back to Brian Scrooge and Mike Keane, who they both signed, and Stefan Quintel, who never wanted to be in New York in the first place. And, and then they forgot that, that, that Mark Bessier decided to leave and rejoin Keenan. So, I mean, it's really crazy. About it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's just un- it was just unfortunate, you know. Plus, we had 18 uh, individuals playing, you know. Mm. That's not good. Uh, I had some run with Larry Brooks, too. But... <laughs> you should tell him the story. Really oh, the times I interned with the Devils and he was annoying in the media room? Yeah, I, you know, believe me, I... Had to deal with that guy staying late and the last guy to leave in the meeting room. It's midnight. I'm just some lowly intern, and he's just keeping me there late. Yeah, I remember Larry Brooks. Believe me, <laughs> I remember Larry Brooks. <laughs> no shit. Hey guys, I have an announcement to make. Sure. What do you got. Um, the Madison Miller Bracket of Pain Championship matchup. Do you guys want to hear it? Yes. yes. Twitter has spoken. So you have in my, what I call the heartbreak region, the two seed came out of that, which was Stephen Curry picked one spot before the Knicks, and its championship <laughs> matchup will be learn. up against the 11 seed from the What If region, the 2017 ALCS loss versus the cheating Astros. I am not. So that's surprised. the title matchup. I'm not surprised that those two actually hit that. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, so an 11 seed in the title game, and that's what Twitter has chosen. And I'm going to reveal my secret on what I had chosen in my own personal bracket in my championship 
matchup. And guess what? Twitter agreed with me on one of them. I had one of the same painful moments as Twitter has chosen, and that was obviously Curry picked one spot um, before the Knicks. That made the, my championship matchup. And what it, um, what Twitter's disagreement is is that my two seed in the what if region came to the championship match, which was the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade. Oh wow! And, oh, and my oh. in my most painful moment, I am picking Curry picked one spot before the Knicks over the KP trade because and this is me personally. I'm picking Curry because the Knicks were one pick away from Stephen Curry, and who knows maybe if if things go um, differently, Golden State might pick somebody else, and then the Knicks go with Curry, and we're talking about potentially something different. Maybe we're talking about the Knicks being a good basketball team and Stephen Curry was on the Knicks, and I think that's more painful than the Knicks trading away somebody that um, was coming off an ACL injury and um, started to show flashes of being the guy he was pre-ACL injury um, right before the uh, the suspension of the NBA season. So my winner personally is Curry picked one spot before the Knicks. Let's see if Twitter agrees with that, actually. So that'd be funny if Twitter predicted the winner correct. Let's see, because I'm going to post the matchup in a couple of minutes. I feel like Twitter is going to vote heavily for losing that ALCS, even though I don't think the Yankees were quote-unquote ready to win, and we didn't know about the cheating, but I feel like they're going to personally vote for that one. And, and, and was it Dan Tony, the coach, when they dismissed Curry? Oh, here we go. No, no, no. What is Dan that? Tony I was the general coach. I, I, hey, Derek, I disagree with you. I think they are going to pick the Knicks um, one you pick really away do. from Curry. I think they will pick. I think so, yeah. And, I really and do. considering I who they got after and, and considering who they got after him, they got a guy named what Jordan Hill or something did nothing for the Knicks. I mean, it's not even yeah, like they, they got they a good player. Yeah, exactly. Or someone that produced at the higher level. You know, it didn't yeah, work out for him Arizona. At all. Uh, he was he played for Arizona State. He played his college ball for Arizona State. Mistaken or Arizona was one zero, and it just didn't pan out quite the way they envisioned. Uh, no, I think that Stephen Curry certainly would have been great in a dance only system. Really? Yeah, it's Golden Point Guard? Yeah. Yeah, well. There was a chance that Golden State was going to hire Stephen Curry after uh, they fired Mark Jackson. I actually thought that. And then they owned the Pyring Steve Kerr. I actually did think Mike Fantoni was going to end up the Warriors coach, and I thought we were going to get Steve Kerr, but now. uh, Kerr goes to Gold State. We end up with uh, Derek Fisher, and then uh, Mike D'Antoni goes to the Rockets in 2000, I think 16. Oh man! Uh. <laughs> I'm I'm so interested to see what Twitter picks here. Did 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 you at all like discuss this? See some of these preliminary like best of five like preliminary matchups because I kind of did like a YouTube on it and was kind of like going back well, and looking at each one and there's some interesting ones. I or guess I mean is it now is the season officially on or we still got to wait for clearance? They still like have that, to wait I, I know clearance. it sounds it sounds yeah. like it, but I mean, is it official still, yet? So no, no, it's not mm. official. But they have they have to take okay. every precaution and. and I 
think that's yes, that's something very interesting about how some of these you, know, you kind of sounded like Gary Bettman there, Derek. That was, you know, that was a little Gary Bettman you know, with the New York accent going. We have to take every precaution. At the I'm sorry. Stage. No, <laughs> no, I, 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 I feel like what he said about the small businesses, and that is one of my number one concerns, especially when I live here in the Big Apple. And, and they're, they're just going to be on phase one. They're going to start phase one on June 8th. We're only going to be at phase one. <laughs> of the Jeez, they just started phase three in California. They just started phase three in California. So hey, I'm just, I'm Danny, what? what? I mean, how often do we have the like, former player to ask this question? What do you, like, this whole thing with, like, the Hotel California and playing in two cities, like, with the cities like they had, would you send the east, west, and the west, east if that's the way they picked it? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I guess. You know, um, yeah, I, I don't just know. Keep, like just to keep the effort of fairness, like, because you don't want like Vegas playing in in the T-Mobile, or you don't want Edmonton playing up in Edmonton, like, or Toronto playing in Toronto. Yeah, I, I don't think it's really going to matter with no fans. To be honest with you, true. I mean, other than other than those teams being able to live in their their own homes, if that's, if that's you know if that's going to be allowed. You know, yeah. I think you know the, the pain the pain for the Maple Leafs fan will be felt if they're there or not. So you know, regardless of who uh, they are, I think they're going to have trouble with the Blue Jackets if they if they get healthier. Going into that, I think yeah, that's, that's an interesting eight nine matchup to me. Uh, me too. I yep. think the Columbus can win that series, uh, especially if Elvis uh, Elvis Mercy uh, he could be the X factor. And if they get some of those players back, uh, I don't know oh, what the deal is with the Stonehenge, but, but they well, have aren't they going to have Corpala Salo? Aren't they going to have Corpala Salo? Whatever his name is back. Uh, no, Corpala was healthy. He was already healthy. Uh, so he was ba- he was just like back, so and they were oh, kind okay. of splitting, but it it really looked like it was going to be Elvis. It really looked like it was going to be Elvis's job, but I don't know. I can't Elvis has left sport. the building. Okay. What about like uh, I can't believe how badly I defeated the uh, the ALCS loss against the Astros. <laughs> Which one? Which one is the question? 2017. Yeah, which one where the Yankees weren't? The, that's, which one where the Yankees weren't the better team? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Which one where Turncoat George started rooting for the Astros? I wasn't rooting for the Astros. Oh, yes, you were. Get out of here. No, I was. Oh, actually, I was. You're right. I root yeah. for anybody but the Yankees now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, you know what? When, uh, I when, you know, forgave your. I forgave your Patriot ways, but the the, the Red Sox stuff, I, I can't forgive that. I'm sorry. Oh, well, one of your best friends lives up in Boston, <laughs> you got, or in Massachusetts. You kind of have to just root for the home team. No, but I'm, you know what? My best friends live in New York, but I don't root for the I don't root for New York Giants, do I? I don't root for the, you know. <laughs> well, but the Red Sox right owner there? wasn't sitting there. To, I don't root for the Rangers. But the Red, I mean, but the Red Sox owner the wasn't the sitting there saying. Uh, yeah, but probably, the Red Sox owner wasn't yeah. telling people like you know you don't know how to sit in the front rows. Are the Yankees still are the Yankees still trying to give uh, refunds to fans yet, or they still haven't figured that out yet? Hey, <laughs> hold on, my you mom's in hey, refunds for tickets. Yeah, I, I'm here. 
Did you hear this? What the Yankees were doing what? with like the it's games from yeah. from the games from March to now? They were making their fans jump through hoops when every other team except for the Mets was like, "We're just giving refunds out. We'll be cool." The Yankees were like, "He's right. You can use it towards your 2021 season tickets." And yeah, it sounds like Ticketmaster. Sometimes, and I love the Yankees. I go back to Bob Mattingly, and he's my all-time favorite baseball player. And I just do not understand what the heck they're thinking. They make themselves so unruable. What what are they doing? What are they? Doing? I mean, it's not like they they gave their ballpark to a band to do a fundraiser like the Red Sox did tonight. What? Just, oh I mean, man! It wasn't a place to have Corona patients stay at, or something like that. Yeah, something. No, they couldn't. They couldn't go anywhere near no. NYY Steak. Well, no, they couldn't. Cuomo, Cuomo kept Cuomo kept sending them to the nursing homes, but you know that was just too, that was just too sucky. He couldn't pass it up. He couldn't pass up the offer. Just just so he could blame Trump. Of course. No, it's always it's always Trumpy's fault. <laughs> and, 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 ah, there's the part it's where all, we're gonna get all, there. Go. No problem. Yeah. No more. <laughs> let's tell let's tell the whole world that my brother has coronavirus when he really doesn't. Yeah. I I actually I'm telling you I believe that too. I never think he had it. <laughs> I never thought that guy had corona. Nothing sad. This sounds like one of those bad conspiracy theories though, because we don't really know. You can't really prove it. <laughs> like, it just it uh-huh. just seemed, you know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. Yeah, meanwhile he's sending all the all the nursing home patients back, but dear God, don't let Chris have his mother at the house. Fucking uh, I, I love he is. You know I love Let's name a bridge after my shitty father. But it's not his dad. His dad was a better guy. He was a better guy than he is, so I'm not I'm not gonna go down that road. We'll not do that. We weren't young. We weren't old enough to realize how shitty his father was. Uh, I just don't well, like discussing this stuff. I don't know. It seems to not be, be pointless at this point. So yeah, I don't know. I I would think there would just would shift it back to the hockey. Like, and, I, and Edmonton supposedly has the facilities, and I think they're probably going to be one of the whole cities. And they're and they're, no, they're and they, because they aren't. You're sure about that? I'm. Uh, I if I wasn't if I wasn't 100 percent sure, I'm 99.9 percent sure so, that they are not one of the host cities. Uh, all right. So you know what? Forget forget all that. But I hope they, I hope Los Angeles is a host city because it'd just be hilarious if they were. I, like, it's not going to be them either. Very funny. How much? I think, I think it'd be well, they have two arenas. They have two arenas. They they, they have, they have two Anaheim, Anacrime, and Los Angeles. They're both out. How much? Hey, how much look at it this way. Explain to me why be? Boston's not one of these. Hold on. Why isn't Boston one of these cities? You got the Garden. You got Matthews. You got the Aganis. You got Jack Parker. Or Danny, where did you play when you played at BU? Parker, right? Yeah, Parker. But Massachusetts yeah. is the third highest uh, COVID uh, yeah. state right now. That's that's the reason why. Yep. It's, it's still, what about, it's still bad here. 
See, that's what's like. It even takes like Michigan out of the running because, like, legitimately in Michigan, you could have Detroit, you could have Ann Arbor, you can have East Lansing, wherever Lake Superior State plays. They have a governor who is on the left who is trying to ruin our country just as bad as the rest of the left, so that's not going to happen in Michigan. Yep. I don't really she, understand, she, like, she how you bad, have Chicago. How could you have Vegas Chicago is the one of the choices when they have Because they have, two, they have two professional buildings. But I think that the, the COVID issue is still... Not so great there. Yeah. So, um, not. I don't but think. See, like, they, I don't think. I don't see them being a whole thing. Like I don't know how good the ice is at the Orleans at the Orleans Casino in that place. I mean, we're gonna find out because the Henderson Silver Knights are playing there next year. <laughs> but you really think about it. Like, City National has two rinks. Um, you have the Orleans mm-hmm. and you have the T-Mobile. Do they want to put on mm-hmm. four games at a time now, or three games at a time? Like, like if Henderson was built, if Henderson was built, you would have three pro rinks in Vegas and not a practice facility. It's not like fans are going to be there. Who gives a shit? Tell you one thing, though. You have, like, a matchup like the Oilers with what they have there. The Blackhawks, who, you know, still can scare you. Uh, I think there would be a hell of a lot of pressure on the Oilers to uh, get advanced into the real tournament to me. There would be a lot of pressure on them. Yeah. Well, Connor McDavid said he didn't want to play uh, Patrick Kane in a three-game series, so they made it a five-game series. Well, would you want to play Carey Price in a three-game series? Even though Carey Price Jesus is Price? Yes. If oh, if Is he going to get hurt by game two? <laughs> I'm just. I, I just. I'm sorry. It's my Montreal hate. I'm sorry. I. Oh, wait, I just. Oh, I can't help myself. Maybe you could. Oh, I was on tonight. Insert Chris Kreider. You know he could get tripped by Ebelid and yeah, it's my Chris Kreider was totally. Oh, intentionally. Fucking Ranger fans. I really, uh, George. I really think, and I, I'm not blowing smoke here because I asked my friends like before mm-hmm. the Corona thing hit. I asked, what are the odds for the Rangers to win the Stanley Cup? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, they kind of remind me of a little bit is the L.A. Kings of 2010 and 2012. They have that little, you know, they have this goalie who's on fire, this Russian kid. I can't pronounce his name for the life of me. Okay. They have have Panera, a superstar. They have the Banajet is playing like a superstar. I don't see why the Rangers can't make some major noise. I I, I truly think they're a great value bet to win this thing. I mean, the odds are, are not high, but why not? If you yeah, have you that kind of goalie that's playing, yeah. Exactly. I also would here's twenty bucks, whatever. I would here's the way I would. I think it's an Cody, excellent Cody value D, bet. Right Cody D'Angelo and Adam Fox as part of that equation, which make you don't want to put this team on the power play. Because then you have very healthy, and Kreider will be on the number one unit, and your their second unit would probably have Adam Fox on it, along with Pavel Buchnevich and and you know, some other guys. So, so you don't want to put them on the power play. I'm not so sure about their depth. Capo Caco might not play because because he's a diabetic and has celiac disease. So, so they're you know they, I don't think they want to take any chances there. I don't know if he'll be cleared or not. So, but their depth, right. their depth could be a seventy-five to one, guys. 
for the Rangers to win the cup. I would throw some money on. Hey, I got him at forty-five I, to one. All I, I know is that if anybody gives you ten thousand to one odds, better. Uh, right, if anybody <laughs> gives you ten thousand to one odds, you take it <laughs> every single time. Every single from the John from Cougar, the great Kevin Malone. <laughs> if John Cougar Mellencamp ever wins an Emmy, Dan. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Rangers are 45 to 1 with the stop I don't, and display. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see the Rangers. Uh, <laughs> I don't see I, it either. I, I don't, yeah, they're 45 to 1. I, I agree. Uh, I, right. you know, in truth, you know who I, I'm starting to think about it. You know, Seriously, like, it's, it's, hard, funny it's hard to go against St. Louis. It just is. Uh, I, I think St. Louis and the Flyers like really tough teams, but then follow the Bruins. And, and you can't, you know, those, those are the Here. teams that I really look at. Here's my question. Why not the Vegas Golden Knights? No, no, don't get George Cohen. I'm not allowed. To, I'm not allowed to do that because um, it becomes too much Knights bias on the Brian. Um, but depending on what book you're looking at, <laughs> I, I've already tried. I've already tried uh, campaigning for Max Pacioretty. For, for the, I'm not uh, sure about their defense. I don't know if they got enough defense there. Oh, you haven't watched them lately, Derek. Uh, okay, I know that they were playing better. I understand that they were playing better since the change. So we'll see. Yeah. I have a good on FanDuel guys. Rangers are forty to one. Oh, so well, if I you throw down ten dollars and they somehow won, you win four hundred bucks, don't you? I'm going. And hey, you want to know? Hey, Derek, you're gonna crack up at this. The opponent, the Rangers' opponent in their playing series, qualifying our series, Carolina. 42 to 1. So the Rangers have better odds to win the cup than Carolina. Well, well, I think it's because the Rangers have a little more top tier talent, although I think that Sebastian Ajo remains one of the underrated and underappreciated superstars. He's a game breaker, and they have to key on him. And Tuvo Teravainen is a great playmaking guy, and they're going to have Dougie Hamill to the back. So I don't think this is going to be such an easy series. And they also traded for the pro he help them. He, he could help them. This could be a five game series. It could be a tough series. I think it's going to go to this one too, Derek. And and yeah. um, another thing, I I think people are sleeping on Carolina's offense a little bit. Like you mentioned, the Tavu Carolina, they got Shreshnikov, they got that Sebastian other kid, um, Sebastian Aho. Yeah. Sebastian Aho is good, man. Like that's that's a good team. But the best player in the series is Artemi Panarin. Don't forget about the little Rangers. Don't forget about the little X factor that the Hurricanes have. Uh, Mr. Clutch himself, uh, Justin Williams. Who oh, Justin Williams. Yeah, that dude can. Uh, that guy. Yeah, like, hey, George. Who's, who's leading the charge now? Hey, Rod, Rod Rendemore. I'm going to make you yeah. guess what the odds on FanDuel for the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup. It's either worried. 750 or 800. <laughs> uh, hey. Close. Yeah, what what is it? Don't forget Rob Brendamore, right? Danny Brendamore's down there too, right? I'm just saying he he's the Vegas Golden Knights are plus he's a player, to win he's the a Stanley Cup. Coach. Why why do Carolina do why did Carolina do so good last year? Why do you think they went so far in the playoffs? Because they had a player's coach. I would I would have killed to have had a guy like that in my career. <laughs> and that was my favorite long shot that to win the cup, guys. I really like Carolina to make a real significant 
like push this year. I was a little surprised. I know they had some guys out. And yeah, I mean, it's like it's one of those teams that yeah, you look at the Rangers, they went four and oh, they went four for four against the Malakwist won his three starts and Igor won his start and the Rangers seem to match up pretty well with them. But they're gonna have some of their players back and I think it is be a tougher series. Just and Jordan Dahl's um, pretty Jordan's all the proven guy. So. Hey guys, you know what my favorite value pick on the board is for the Stanley Cup on, on FanDuel? What's that? What do you got? The Columbus Blue Jackets at sixty-five to one. Like that's ridiculous. That's not bad. Yeah. Like I mean, like they should, if they, they should be bucks, like they, they should have the same odds as the Rangers for crying out loud. Uh, I don't. Well, the Rangers, I don't agree. New York. Agree. They're going to get because, more, more buzz. It's just the way it is. No matter what Derek tells you. That's gonna happen. If they had a little more <laughs> top tier talent, the Blue Jackets, I would tend to agree with you. And yes, they're gonna need, but, you know, to have Atkinson and they have a goalie that can get hot. I love that Elvis. They do. Lewis conversation. Oh, can they, a more yeah, but they can't get. Wait, hold on. They can't. But here's the thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> wait, wait. Out, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right, we really gotta start using the fucking mute button. But like, here's the thing, though, like. Even if you're looking at all this, right? What teams perennially start fast? Because Danny, right? Like Sabers. Did you put Danny, did you ever play through one of these lockouts? Yeah. Not the long one. Not the full season one. No, I the only lockout I went through was the full season. Yeah. But like so. you, you gotta admit, like realize like these teams haven't played a game since March 11th. If, from what Elliot Friedman put out last night, players have been told that they're not going to have to report to training camp until after July 11th. That's four months. That's longer than your friggin' off season is, right, D? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. Cause so if, if you're not playing, if you don't make the playoffs. Ends middle of April, so uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's four, it's four months if you don't make the playoffs. So, so that's, really, that's really out of shape. And and no, and it's not like in the summer where you guys have rinks open that you can go at. Because I'm sure, like I've heard, like tales of the Massachusetts guys and their fucking off their on ice scrimmages are like fucking legendary. There's no rinks open. You figure if they're not going to have to report until after July 11th, and the only reason why July 11th is a date is because they Gary Bettman thinks he can work on fucking uh, Trudeau and get this fucking mandatory quarantine off. You're looking at starting this thing around fucking August 15th because you're going to need a full training camp, including the three exhibition games that nobody's talking about, then the play-in rounds, and the fucking round robin. Which, by I, the I way, got, Boston. I, I got a question. Do these guys have to wear sure. masks when they're playing, or what? <laughs> How hard would that I be, mean, though? Uh, uh, huh? How hard would that be at the NHL level to wear a cage? Yeah, you or, can't. Or a fucking no, eye pack. I'm, talk, I'm talking a surgical mask, or. Uh, oh. I, I'm talking a mandatory mask that they make everybody wear. You know, wherever you go. Holy shit. It's, it's I don't. Of- <laughs> but, 
But like, but how hard would it be just to play with the iTech on? I, I I don't like it. Not not that level. A lot of guys don't. Just can't can't really breathe. Yeah. The only time you have to wear it though is if you break you you know if you have a broken jaw. Yeah. Maybe the old iTech half shield half fucking cage will come back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> with, with a surgical mask over it. <laughs> with a surgical mask under it. They outfitted one on the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> but it's like, but then, like, think about this, though. So July 11th the, the date that they can't show up to. You're going to have at least three days of just conditioning, right? Like the conditioning test? Yeah. So that behind the... So that behind the B can show another thing of fucking Chara doing pull-ups because they love showing that for some reason every year. Yeah, this, this, You're gonna, to me, this, this throws off the whole cycle going forward, though, having this going on in late in the, mid, mid to late summer and then not having the season start until December. It's just, uh, well, Gary wants that permanently. Wait, he wants to start, he wants to start the season in December now permanently? He wants to start January 1st permanently. 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 He wants the he Winter wants Classic to be... He wants the Winter Classic to become the Daytona 500. I like it. Um, first, personally, I think... Um, I think it's a good time for him and then lead on into the summer. I I like that. All right. No, just me. Off, it, it throws off the whole schedule, though, because, like, you got, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, hockey and basketball ending at a certain time. You got baseball starting. And then you, got, you lead into football. It's, I, I don't know. Could you imagine the ice at Madison Square Garden in fucking July and August? Well, that's, that's, what, that's the next thing I was going to say was the ice conditions would be terrible, and the level of play wouldn't be the same. Mhm. So no wonder Gary thought of that. <laughs> you should play in Yellowknife and Alaska or something like that. <laughs> play in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Don't play in Minneapolis right now. No, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that one's gonna take it off the list. Um, well, the Calgary Flames we... made the playoffs. Maybe they got free advertising there right now. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, that's so, just so. not right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just I can't help myself, George. I'm sorry. Lord, I apologize. And since yeah. we have to do the social um, commentary, yes, the cop was wrong. The cops should be arrested. The cops that were standing around doing absolutely fucking nothing should also be arrested and charged with murder. And Amy Klobuchar is now the front runner for the VP because she hates cops or she loves the cops or something. Idiot. Fucking morons in this country. I love the cops, so but they're bad apples. One pick from Curry is leading the 2017 ALCS loss 
gotten votes so far, 67% to 33%. Who the fuck is the fan? Brian. What's up? Um, it's like your fucking fan is like blowing into your headset. Oh, me? Yeah. Sorry about that. Let me turn that off. It's actually pretty All right. too. No. All right. Um, yeah, I I don't who oh, the MLBPA is now preparing a counteroffer. <laughs> that is likely to be rejected. Good for them. Fuck baseball. I hope it fucking dies because we're a man for it. Uh, yeah, anything else? Jesus Christ, this whole dead air thing sucks. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not you. It's there's 19 people on the fucking line, and nobody's got anything to say. Well, you know, it's amazing how we all want to say something at the same time, and then it goes from that and nobody says anything. <laughs> Within, like, three minutes. I, I, I'm shocked, like, Derek's not peppering Danny with fucking Ranger questions. Like, I'm so disappointed. I know. I'm shocked. I know. I don't know what's gotten into him. Danny, I well, really thought Derek was about not Mike, He's here, more concerned so I, about I'll, pushing I'll buttons about Mike Trout and Mike <laughs> D'Antoni. And... Well, I'm here, so I won't say anything about that. So, <laughs> Oh, there you go, Derek. Madison, you got a former NHL yes. player here. Ask away. Who? Oh, Ken. Oh wow! Well, I, well, I, she wasn't. I wasn't here. In, in, in her defense, she wasn't here for the beginning of the show. Uh, we are being joined tonight by a good friend of mine, uh, fourteen-year NHLer, Ranger, Penguin, Oiler, Bruin, a couple other teams that we don't mention. Unless you want to ask Lou Lamarillo a question, then feel fucking free. Oh, Lou. Oh, I could get on that, too. <laughs> Actually, Danny, I do have a question for you. Did you have a favorite place you played in the NHL? Like, city-wise, everything kind of rolled into one. Did you have, like, a, a place that stood out the most to you? I always liked playing in uh, San Jose and uh, Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah, San Jose was always, for whatever reason, it was one of the uh, – my favorite places to play. I always, I always mm-hmm. had a great game there. I, what, whatever it was about that city or that that, that, that arena, like it just, uh, I, I loved it. Um, Col- same thing with Colorado. And uh, um, trying to think where else. Montreal, Montreal. Intense, right? Yeah, just hockey heaven. I've heard it seems like a lot of players really like playing for San Jose. I've heard that just listening to other interviews. And there's something 
it must be it seems like they have a great organization and a, they they they're into the sharks up there too and I've been there several times so it's, it's a pretty nice little place to play. Yeah, San, San, yeah, I would say San Jose is one of my favorite places to play. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the nicest like guest walking or anything like that. There's no, there's no like, you know, no flair about it. I mean, it's just, it's just a basic, you know, like mm-hmm. standard fucking locker room. But like, I don't know. Like it was just being in that city is just, you know, you know, uh, three quarters of the team got like food poisoning. And we were all on IV from San Jose to Phoenix. Ooh. And uh, I actually, I was up all night throwing up. So my, my roommate, who was Wayne Primo, oh, he wow. would throw up. He would throw up. And then uh-huh. five minutes later, I would throw up. And then an hour later, he would throw up. And then I would throw up. And it was that wow. way for, like, for eight hours. Oh, oh my wow. God. And so it was like food poisoning or the stomach bug. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually thinking it was probably the whole three quarters team got the stomach bug. And I think we actually won that game, but, um, I had like two goals and an assist that I like, it was oh, just nice. like, I, I, I was like, I must have lost like 15 pounds and, uh, Ooh. I ended up playing one of my best games of my season that night in the San Jose. And, um, <laughs> I I always wish that I, I always wish that I could uh have played there. Mhm. Wow. Man, fifteen pounds—that's a lot for you to lose. <laughs> Anybody, but especially you. I was yeah, we all, to lose we all, fifteen pounds we, in the night. All, uh, we all, yeah, we all had. We were all on the plane. We all had IVs on the plane ride from mm-hmm. uh, from San Jose down to Phoenix. Wow. Jacobs actually paid for that. That cheap fuck. No, that's when I was in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's when you were in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah, but Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was the poorest. Pittsburgh could afford those. Pittsburgh was the poorest. Pittsburgh was the poorest American team in the league at that time. Well, speaking of speaking of them, I have an updated odds from FanDuel. Uh huh. Oh, I have I have other update too. No, you ready? I have odds Uh that Pittsburgh loses in the first round and Bettman rigs the lottery for them to win it at three to one. Because <laughs> I got enough. people could see that actually happening, right? They'll lose in the first um, round, but then they'll get uh, Lafreniere, the, the great kid for, of Canada, coming in to uh, give yet Pittsburgh another great uh, franchise player. Yeah, <laughs> hey, 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 you can't bash uh, all of Pittsburgh's. You know, this is like this is like a beef of mine. Yeah, I have been like searching for a Mario Lemieux jersey. I have really. I have three. I have three of them here, George. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh wait, hold on, Danny. Tell the tell the Mario Lemieux story, please. Which one? The poster one. Yeah, so my two favorite players growing up were uh, Mario Lemieux and Cam Neely. And uh, I had I had uh, Mario's uh, poster on my bedroom door as a kid. And uh, it's probably on there since I was age 10. And uh, so <laughs> I, um, I was with Edmonton, and it was the summer of 2001, and I was down actually in Arizona training. 
and I got a call from my agent telling me that uh, Ed, uh, Pittsburgh just tried making a trade for me, but Edmonton said no. And I couldn't understand why because Craig McTavish, who hated all the Boston guys because he, he killed a uh, girl while he was playing here, dr- uh, drinking and driving. He, I don't know, he was paranoid. He hated all the, we had so many Boston guys on the Edmonton team that year. And um, so I couldn't understand because he wasn't really playing. Uh, he wasn't really playing me. So I, don't, I didn't understand why they would trade me. So uh, they didn't trade me. And then, um, you know, my ice time got limited that year even more. And then all of a sudden all the Boston guys like Billy Guerin, uh, myself, uh, Mike Greer, uh, Tommy Fody, all the Boston guys traded out, out of there that year because Craig McTavish, for whatever reason, didn't want the Boston guys. So, um, but before I got traded, the uh, it was December, and all of a sudden the reports uh, came out that uh, Mary Lemieux was coming out of retirement. I was fucking livid. I wasn't playing. I was up in the press box, and I'm seeing uh, Mary Lemieux training on ESPN. And uh, so on the deadline, March 11th, on the deadline of the the trade deadline, I uh, I got traded from um, from uh, Edmonton to Pittsburgh, and uh, we were actually in Tampa. It was uh, during a pregame skate meeting that we had video, and uh, somebody came in and tapped the uh, coach, and uh, everybody knew somebody had just gotten traded. So after the meeting was over, I was taking a piss in the urinal, and Barry Stafford, the equipment manager, came up to me and said, uh, "Danny Mac T wants to see you." And right away, I knew I was traded. I didn't even care where the hell I was going. I was uh, I was so fucking excited to get the hell out of Edmonton. Not 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 that uh, I I love playing there. I just to, actually to get away from fucking Craig McCavish. Um, and uh, so I I got I got brought into the room and they they Max he told me I was traded. He told me where and I, I didn't even, like actually even comprehend where. All I heard him say was that I was traded. And uh, you know, I put the show on like, oh man, like this sucks. I'm sorry. Like I, I hate to leave, but I was I was jumping up and down inside, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so I I got to Pittsburgh, and uh, you know, I was there for almost three years. But uh, that year I got there, we went to uh, the, we went to the semifinals against Jersey, the, the year that Jersey lost to uh, Colorado when when uh, Bork won it. And oh uh, yeah. So my parents were coming down. We were, we were we were we were in Jersey for like game. I think it was game five. And um, um, actually, it was, it was probably game four because I think we lost in five. We lost back in um, back in Pittsburgh. And uh, so uh, I had my parents. My parents coming down the game, so I told them to take the poster off the uh, to take the post off the door, roll it up, and bring it down. So. Um, so I, I, after we were, you know, doing our, you know, our departure for the end of the season, I rolled up the poster and he was like, whoa, he's like, where'd you get this from? I said, it's been on my bedroom door since I was 10 years old. So he, he signed it to me. I got it framed into my, into my office and, uh, you know, playing, playing with him, playing, playing on the same line with him. was like, to me, it was like better than winning the Stanley Cup. He, he's the most humble. You want to talk about a leader? He was one of the greatest leaders. Uh, I had nothing but unbelievable things to say about Mario Mill. And he was a way, way, way better than Gretzky. Uh, so if he was healthy through his whole career, he would have blown, he would have blown all Gretzky's uh, records out of the water. So, 
That's just my two cents. Wait, I never knew Craig McTavish killed a girl. What's that? Jeez, I never knew Craig McTavish killed somebody. Yeah, he was drinking a drive and then he killed a girl. And guess what? He's like... What's that? He's like best friends with the fucking family now. Or he's best really? Friends. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's like he's like part of that family now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's he hit your Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah, it must be a Massachusetts thing. Kill the girl you're with, become loved somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. It worked for the Kennedys, didn't it? Oh. Oh, sorry. Was that wrong? <laughs> no, I just laughed. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's true. Uh, the college football. The College Football Hall of Fame has been damaged in the Atlanta riots. Uh-huh. More uh, insanity. Uh, Bring it on. Yeah. Well, I destroy our country. Oh. Well. Hey, you guys, I have a question for you, Dan. Yeah, I'm here. Um, who was your favorite coach you played for? Um, you know what? Uh, Ivan Holenka, uh, who's now, you know, he's not with us anymore. Uh, he's actually hmm. a really good guy. He had broken English, but he, he was actually, a, I'd have to say he's one of my favorite, favorite coaches because he actually gave me a chance <laughs> and he, uh, he believed in me. And, um, I, I actually I really like them. I mean, half, half the team was uh, was you know all Czechos because because Jager was the uh, captain before Mario came out of retirement. But yeah, he was one of he was one of my favorite coaches. You know, at that level, at that level. Mhm. I remember like that team pretty well. I remember like uh, I actually was working for the Devils at the time. I was working production truck just being a runner, and so I worked the home games, and I just remember, uh, I remember, like, between periods or whatever, you know, when you guys were in, you guys were playing the Devils, and I was basically timing the shift. I, I was timing the shift for the Canadian, like, television of the two top lines, so the Mew line, Yager, and the Lang, Straka, Kovalev line. They had me doing that. And I remember seeing Heilunka between periods smoking a cigarette. That that I remember. No, that that actually that that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I remember. Well, that's wow. that's what was happening when I was there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking just dropping heaters, fucking in between periods. That's fucking great. <laughs> well, during the cup years. Yeah, I have another yeah. question. Sure. I just thought of something, Dan. Um, okay. Wasn't Eddie Olchek the Pittsburgh coach? Were you there when he coached there? No. So when they when they wholesaled everybody mm-hmm. out of there, um, uh, Eddie uh, came in right afterwards. And actually, mm-hmm. if if I had a chance to play, he he came in in a tough situation. Um, you know, it was, it was a big changeover. So I I think, you know, it was kind of an unfair situation for him. At, you know, when he came in, but. Um, 
he he was doing the he was doing the TV the 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 caller was Mike Lang when I was there and he if if I had played for him you know uh, he probably he probably would have been that coach for me you know so he yeah because I I and it's funny because I remember he was a coach of Pittsburgh but it was very brief and you were just talking about how you were playing for the Pens and I was wondering oh I wonder if they crossed paths there and I, and I forgot the no. broadcast. They, in they Pittsburgh before he coached there. Yeah, I think we lost, like, Holanka got fired after eight games. I think we might have lost, like, I don't know, four games, and he got fired. Um, and then they, Rick Keogh, who was the assistant coach, took over as a coach. And uh, um, he, he was good to me, you know. Uh, they actually left me alone that year. Like, nobody, like, played any mind games with me. And uh, actually, I had, ended up having my best season. Um, but you know, Keo, you know, he was a good coach. Uh, you know, we made it to the playoffs. Uh, I think we might have lost in the first, second round that year, but um, but yeah. So Eddie Olchek came in after I got traded to uh, right soon after I got traded to the Rangers. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. And it's funny because I asked that because I met Eddie a couple of years ago. Actually, five years ago on this day I met him. I was at a um, party, like a pre-party before Rangers-Tampa game seven. Unfortunately, the Rangers lost that game. But um, I remember Never that unfortunate when the, the Rangers lose. <laughs> well, for me, for me and Derek, it was unfortunate. But, yeah, I remember being at Legends to that game, and uh, Edzo was at Legends, and I got to meet him. So I, I did meet him. Yeah, he's a great guy. He, he was nice. He was nice. Yeah. Do you know uh, who else I met at Legends that day? Dave Maloney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dave Maloney, Michael K. Oh, was Michael K. show doing the show from Eric K. LaGreca and Dave Rothenberg. And Peter they, Rothenberg they, they was they meeting with They did it outside. I remember correctly. They um, did it inside. They did it inside that when I was oh, there, okay. inside Legends. Okay. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm yeah, thinking and then um, I met Dave. I met Ezo that day. Um, and uh, and the funny thing is that I, um, it's funny because I was at that game and it was zero zero before the third period, and I went to the bathroom, and I saw a gentleman look exactly like Mike Breen. I'm like, oh, that looks like Mike Breen. And then the next week I found out that Mike Breen, and I'm talking about the uh, the great voice of the New York Knicks and voice of the NBA, um, obviously. And I found out the next week on the Keisha that Mike Breen was at that game. So I saw Mike Breen at the Rangers game. I just didn't know it was him. But I didn't meet that, him, though. I saw him from a distance. That game. I just happened to recognize yeah. him. Just, just the way that game was played and how that series was played. Because I remember being at Game Five and the Lightning just took everything away. And so that whole that was just a very strange series. And when they did not score the first two periods, I knew they were dead. It was just the way the game was being played and just how that series had been played. And it was just really, really heartbreaking. I know it's that the defense was battered, and but boy. I would have really liked to have seen if they, what they could have done against the Blackhawks, even though the Blackhawks probably would have won. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge what if. And uh, that actually made it to my um, my personal final four in my uh, bracket of pain that 
that won one of the regions in my personal bracket, not the Twitter bracket, but in my Your my own bracket. I, my yeah. personal bracket, it advanced right. to the final four, believe it or not, and it lost to um, – let me see what it lost to. Who, who bowed out – I'm going to look at who bowed out um, – who bowed out uh, the Rangers in the final four? Um, oh, the Kristaps Porzingis trade um, beat the 2015 Eastern Conference Finals loss. Uh, I think what really hurt about that series, especially after the run I had the year before, is just uh, just the feeling that I felt like it was over. And I know that they had one more crack at it in 2017 against. Ottawa after Lundqvist outplayed Carey Price when he was healthy. Montreal Canadiens fans don't seem to remember that. That was a great, it was a world goal type of series, but um, that was their last crack at it. And I just, but I really felt like the 2015 when they did not, when they did not get through that, that was really their last shot. I think they probably would have gotten blown out by the Penguins in 2017. And Ottawa gave them everything. Ottawa gave them everything they could handle, too. I disagree with you that they would have been blown out by the Penguins. I think you're just saying that because they were blown out by the Penguins the year before. No, I think I think the Penguins messed up really well against the Rangers. Just just my personal opinion. I think I think I think yeah. I think you have to play more of a defensive grinding style, and Ottawa had that. And then maybe that's like that's why they gave them a better series, but and it's really hard Ottawa, to believe. Ottawa took them the game seven in overtime. I remember I was at the bar next door for that game, and um, <laughs> I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like this team that I absolutely, uh, um, I remember I I was mad that the Rangers lost that series to Ottawa because I felt that that Ottawa team was inferior to us, and then and I'm like, "This team's inferior to Pittsburgh," and they're taking them to game seven in overtime. And then, but now looking back, Carlson was at the peak of his powers, and uh, the guy that they that's on the Islanders now was Pass great off. for them in that run. Oh God! Yeah, they also, they he scored so many big called, goals against the Rangers. They may as well have called Pajot with his four goal masterpiece. Remember, he tipped that tipped that shot in or whatever to force overtime. Yeah. Got his fourth on the break. I mean, he's just, he's just a really good player. I think he's always been a good player. It's just. He was like John Drews. He may as well be called like Drews because I remember Drews killed the Rangers when they played the Caps and they got eliminated by them in I think in nineteen ninety one. And that was just that was just awful. I mean but but Pazel, Pazel is a good player though. I mean he could win face off really right on the penalty kill. He's he gets he gets his jersey dirty, he goes to those areas, he gets in front of the net, he could tip pucks, he's got a good shot. That was a that was a good move by the Islanders. They gave up a lot. That was a good move. They gave up a lot, but I think I think they'll pay off too. I agree with you. Hey, uh, George, I have a question for you. George, he must have stepped away. Yeah. Is Dan Wheeler in the house? Is anybody still with us? I guess everybody's still with What about Brian? Where's Brian? Uh, Brian tends to disappear at times. Is Dan Lop- Dan I feel Lop- like everybody's... Still with us? 
Lacator. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like Lacator as a player too. I mean, he played with a lot of energy. <laughs> and I remember when he played for the Rangers in the two years. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you about that when uh, when we had him talking with us. Uh, if you guys like crossed paths, like when uh, he was on the Rangers. You know what's funny? <laughs> like I must have. Because yeah, I used to, when I told you, when I worked for the Devils production team or, or truck, uh, he had to have been with them game when the Penguins played the, you know, I got to check the date on that. Because when the Penguins played the Devils, I mean, he might have. Yeah, I just he looked that been, up. It was like 2001. Yeah, he might have. He might have been there already. So he probably was on them. Let me see. I'm just looking at the date of when he was. A, oh, you know what? February 10th. Uh, okay, so oh no, that, that okay. He uh, he came over later. He was March. Okay, so he came over March thirteenth in two thousand. Well, I was gone. I was already at ESPN. I went to ESPN oh, okay. at the end of February, and I was there from March until through the second round of the playoffs when I was doing remote production, providing statistics that basically the broadcast talent used. You know, including some uh, graphics that were built. So that was a pretty cool gig. I had that, had that for that like half year, half playoffs, and then I moved to Connecticut and Bristol, Connecticut, and on New Year's Eve, I moved on New Year's Eve that same year of uh, of 2001, and I remember I went to the ESPN trailer because I was by myself. And I watched the Rangers, and they were taking on the, I think they were taking on the Coyotes, and they got absolutely destroyed by the Coyotes. This was right after Ledros uh, had his concussion when he had his bell rung against the Sharks, and it was such a bad New Year's Eve game. I, I remember leaving. I was like, this was just a disaster. And I slept, I slept in the dark, and yeah, and then I, I and I was in, and I was, I was there. In 2002, until Halloween, Halloween of that same year, <laughs> I just couldn't get full time there at the time. But it was a, it's a memorable gig. It was a really memorable gig, and yeah, I mean, I think I might have seen Stuart Scott once. What a great, great yeah, man. That's I, I, thought, I met Mel Rose. Melrose was cool. Melrose was one of the, well, I think Melrose is one of the coolest people that I've ever. I want to see if I can try to get him on my podcast. That's a, that'd be oh, a good get for me because if I can get if I can get Gucci then I can get him. You know who was great that I loved because we used to yeah back then ESPN used to have the ABC games and yep. they'd have you know the, the ABC games were every Sunday and John Saunders was. I went into the SPA cafeteria, you know, to eat or whatever. Josh Saunders was there, so I went up and introduced myself, and he shook my head. He was so nice. And God, I just wish John Saunders was still around. He was he was just such a oh, great person. Loved him. Why the same day as somebody else? I vaguely remember he passed away the same day as either, I want to say either Muhammad Ali or the, the women's, the former Tennessee women's coach. No, it wasn't I Ali. Think... <sighs> I'm going to look that up. 
Then it was the the mid. Oh, uh, hold on, the, uh, hold on. John Sarver. Oh, Pat Summit. Yeah, Pat, Pat Summit. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So Pat yeah. Summit and John Saunders died on the same day. Let's see, August tenth, two thousand sixteen. I was uh, pretty devastated by that because I knew what John oh, no. Saunders' book table. Oh no, Pat Summit died on June twenty eighth, two thousand sixteen. Well, she battled cancer, right? She she lost her bout with cancer. I think well, she, she was she had, no, sick. she had dementia. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Dementia. Oh, my God. And Muhammad Ali Good was day. June 3rd. They're, they all died uh, the same year, but I thought John Saunders died on the same day as somebody. He, I think he had a heart attack, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he uh, did have a heart attack. His was unexpected. Yeah. I remember that. And what's he, he was still doing so much for ESPN. Like, they still had the sports reporters and he was the guy who anchored it after Dick Schaap. Dick Schaap was the legendary guy who anchored it. And then once he passed, they tried using Lupica, but Lupica's not a guy who could anchor a show. And they basically just, uh, it didn't last that long, much longer. But John Saunders was such a quality person. And I just feel so humbled that I was able to meet a guy like that in my time in Bristol. It was something else. Something I'll never forget. Booty. Yeah, Bucci's one of the good guys. You could just see it. You know, I never met him, but just seems like the kind of guy, you know, he definitely would. I don't know. I'm just going to leave it at that. I th- I never actually met him in person. Emails when I was still at SPN, and he responded a few times, and I was like, yeah, I, I knew that he was a good guy, and he's just a quality person, and you could just tell. He loves what he does, and I just, I wish there were more people that just love what they do. And that, 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 that's something that I feel is just like, we need more of that. <laughs> and he's a liker. Right, right. Those people are there just to be there. They're not there mm-hmm. for what actually happened. Yeah, yeah John Sanders I've had on my show at least four or five times. I'm probably going to have him on before the hockey restart. Like, once all the dates are figured out, I'm going to have him on, and we're going to, like, preview the uh, this new playoff thing and uh, probably pick the awards for the end of the season. He's great. I mean, I've listened to your – He's wonderful. So he gives you he's, so he's my He's much. the biggest star I've had on my show. Yeah, it's amazing. He started – by taking over NHL tonight for Bill Pito, who we know very well. And Bill, I, I worked yeah. with Bill a little bit. I worked with Bill a little bit when I was at ESPN in 2002 because when I wasn't doing WNBA games, yeah, I was working. I actually did WNBA after the NHL during the summer. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, that, that gig, I, I really loved doing it, actually. And and I it, really seem to appreciate it. What's up? I, I said uh, no. I just I just came to appreciate the people that I got to work with, including Nancy Lieberman, and but oh, like yeah. she was she's very nice. And uh, Pam Ward, Pam Ward was the host. That's right, and she was really great. And um, and I and basically when I wasn't doing that, uh, sometimes I would actually hand off the index cards to the ESPN news set, or the ESPN news, and Bill Pito was right. working on those sets. You know what? I've decided my levels are low. I'm sorry, guys. i got to do it. It's stolen away. And then cleared out to center ice to Pumminville. 
Pommenville into Ottawa territory. Pommenville goes around Alfredson, cuts in front, scores! Jason Pommenville, short-handed! Oh, now do you believe? Now do you believe? These guys are good, scary good, and they are going to either Carolina or New Jersey. The Buffalo Sabres knock off the Senators in Buffalo now. Has- okay. Sorry. It had to be done. <laughs> it just had to. I need to interject. I need to uh, get some juice. Hey, probably there's a fuck Donald Trump chant, uh, chant going on in D.C. You know, because. Oh, beautiful. Yes, with fire. Yeah. It doesn't have fire. Does it have fire? It does, That's what I want. No, it, no, it does not. Oh, man. That's the- I, uh. I have some commentary, but I'm not sure if I should talk about it or not. You could bring so anything to the conversation right now that you guys. All right, it's going to be free Friday night free for all, right, George? On this. And where's the, by the way, then, real quick, is Dan is Dan asleep? I, I'm I'm checking on Dan Wheeler. Dan Wheeler. Wheeler. Carolina Panthers. Dude, this dude just said why. This dude just said why do you think we are Disney. looting? So wait, what he's, was like, nothing... he's like we're we're looting because of the injustices. Oh, okay. Nothing <laughs> says nothing says honor the poor victim of this thing by taking a sixty-five inch TV from Target. I mean, it's just yeah. you know, it's an American here's way, what, right? Here's what I don't understand and been going on for a long time. When they do that, they, do they realize that they're destroying their own communities and they're putting a lot of they're putting a lot of no. lives, innocent lives, innocent lives at risk from safety. No, and I'm not they don't care. You got people like no, because you got people like George Soros who mobilize shitheads and give them money to do it and will pay their bail when they get arrested, and then you got other people who are just dirtbags who want to sit there and fucking break in and steal some shit from fucking Kmart. Well, when you have people like Wait, Rev Al Sharpton like, who doesn't... Oh, fuck no, violence. don't ever use the word reverend and Al Sharpton in the same fucking okay, sentence. No, he's, he's not more, a reverend. He's Al more, Sharpton more, more, who's a fucking tax chief and a rapist. Yeah, I don't like saying that, but it's true. Um, Sean it's King true. being another Sean King being another one. He's a Sean King player. hates the fact that he's white. Wait, the former Sean King Reese's quarterback? No, no, the guy who works for the Daily News. I'm being funny. I'm sorry. Here's a question (laughs) on Sean King. Does he have any black roots that he is so invested in? He got fired. What's going on in L.A. right now? Bring on the protest. He's like Peter fucking Rosenberg. Yeah. You know what? You know what, George? I'm going to do the show live tomorrow from South Central. Can we? Can we do that? Uh, well, I do remember there was two nights that we were the number one podcast um, and had people on the ground in um, <laughs> protest areas. This, you know, Dude, I really wish that. Yeah, they're close to that fucking. They're actually close to the to U.S. Bank Stadium, where they're burning shit down. Where in Minneapolis? In Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it really bad Minneapolis right now? 
Oh, yeah. It it's looks like 92 in L.A. Oh, my God. Is it that bad already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard all about that from locals here about 92 in L.A. I'm glad I wasn't here for it. So they just burned down a liquor store and a check cash store. Listen, you know, getting a handle of Captain Morgan is the perfect way to, to mourn the death of George Floyd. I mean, and again, you know, this is common knowledge, right? Yeah. And again, what the cop did was wrong. Look, no, I uh, you know, you, you know who some the other oh, sorry, You know what? Dan, Dan and, Bongino said it perfectly to me. He was a cop. He said, once you get that mm-hmm. guy handcuffed, it's game over. I don't care if it's Charles mm-hmm. Manson, he said. It's a disgrace. You know, he, he, that should have been it. Game over once the handcuffs are on. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter. Like, I, know guys who had, where, I know guys who have had bad arrests before. Where, like, you let the yeah. guy go, like, you arrest him and whatever, mm-hmm. and he kicks you and yeah. he blows your knee out or something. I, I get that. But there's no mm-hmm. reason to step on the guy's fucking throat. And the four guys, that were, yeah. the three other cops that were standing there anything. around him, they did dick. Except for having oh, yeah. stupid-looking fucking faces. Yeah. By the way, did like, you guys see the video? And I never saw this before until a friend of mine showed me. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, usually when there's a death, you get EMTs out there taking a pulse, maybe checking on the body. Did you notice yeah. how there was a cop? Another cop that came in, put him on a stretcher. No EMT, nobody checking anything. It was kind of odd, and I never no, thought about I it. That. I thought about it. It's like that. I'm gonna send it to you. Did anybody else see this? Anybody? Derek, did you see this thing or no? I have. It's very unusual. I don't want to look at these things anymore. I'm just no, so no, 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 no. But I think this is interesting. I think this is right, this is just from an interesting it. standpoint. If you want I'm gonna to uh, I'm gonna send it to George and I'm gonna George and Brian, Derek, I'm gonna put it like, in the group chat. But Brian, this is like one of those things like I think if you catch like the local news when this shit happens and you don't go to like the Fox News or the shit, right? Yes. Like like the night one October, mm-hmm. me and my wife were watching Fox Five Las Vegas. Because mm-hmm. this is like something my wife does. Like if there's a hurricane coming, she finds like a Facebook feed locally. Yeah. Right? Well, you, you know, there's only one thing I do for a hurricane. Jim wherever Cantori? Jim Cantori is, you're screwed. That it's just that simple. No, and Mike Seidel. Wherever, no, wherever Seidel is usually no, wherever Mike Seidel. No, wherever Mike Seidel is, you're screwed. If Jim Cantori's there, <laughs> if you're a hundred miles yeah. away, you're screwed. <laughs> Unless there's thunderstorm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's so because Jim Cantori makes $40 million a year. Does he really? He makes a shitload of money. My, Jim Cantori makes a boatload. And if you ever watch, like, go on YouTube, the Jim Cantori, um, like, outtakes and shit, like, yeah. blooper reel from him. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's, like, one where Jim he almost, Cantori's like, Jim Cantori's He's my spirit animal, yeah. Jim Cantori. I would love, oh, love to be that guy. Yep. Totally. Um, no, but back to what I was saying about Vegas, right? Yeah. So after 1 October, we're watching Fox 5 Vegas. And 
I remember clear as day. I think my wife does too, and, and she'll chime in if I'm wrong. There was a person that was talking to Fox, in, like the Fox affiliate in Vegas, and she okay. said that she remembers clear as day that some woman was walking through the crowd telling people they were all going to die tonight because you voted for Trump. Really? And then sure as shit, you never heard that again. Right, because it was there, like nobody caught it. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you start hearing like a day or two later, there was another woman that was an accomplice, and nobody knew who the fuck she was. And I said, I heard that, and I said, wait, that fucking girl said that shit on Fox. Yep. And that's why you've never gotten the motive for that shooting, because they don't want you to know that. Of course not. Oh, wow, he's back after one hour. <laughs> you missed it. They yeah. had to, they... Working on some business stuff. Okay. We're wondering what happened. So, Dan, let me ask you this. What have you, what have you heard that you can actually tell us that has come out from, like, your union heads down there? About reopening. Like, are hotel, are the resorts opening? So, the Disney Vacation Club, it's, it's about the same information as as what has been announced already publicly for Disney, is that mm-hmm. the DVC resorts will open up the 22nd of June. Um, <laughs> no news about the other parks, even though there was rumored to be a message that was pulled back saying that the resorts was going to open July 11th. Keep that in mind because they think they spilled the beans on that. Wait, so they're not opening the resort on July 11th now? That was everywhere. No, they pulled that back. Wow. Like Jeff, like Jeff two inches. <laughs> That's like I, I don't understand why you're opening the kingdoms first and not opening the kingdom and Epcot. Basically, well, it's above my pay grade, so I'm not. Going no, I know that. I'm just saying, like I don't do understand that. the kingdom and the kingdoms. I would have done kingdom and Epcot. And then worried about the last two parks later. Well, they probably they probably want to go with a busy um, park first, um, and accompany a smaller park. And also, and so so I think they're going with the Crown Jewel and the, the hold on in the zoo. All right, this is how I'm, gonna, I'm trying to board how I'm going to say it. Okay, attendance number. Wait, five. I'll, I'll say it for you. The Crown Jewel and the It's a Zoo. I don't care what the fuck they say. It's it's the lowest um, attended park in all of them, so they wanted to at like a tournament. The number one and the mm-hmm. number four seed are opening okay. first, and then the number two and number three mm-hmm. that are going second. Okay. 
Okay. So he right. did. Yeah. And how come Shop Disney doesn't give the fucking vacation club discount? What kind of bullshit's that? I don't know. If you have a problem, go to guest relations. <laughs> <laughs> she just give, was giving you money and told you to order what I needed. <laughs> you get a discount on Shop Disney? I get my normal discount, which is uh, 20% for me because I've worked for the company for less than three years. If you work more uh, three years and more, then you get 35 mm. I'm calling you at Christmas time because I know you get 40. At Christmas time, everybody gets 40%. I know. So I said, I'm calling you at Christmas time. <laughs> and and, used to be and I'll make sure and I'll make sure to play many the moocher. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> right. You don't understand how great it was when you were like. <laughs> When you were like young and like like Dan's, where you're not there that long, you don't understand how much you were hoping that you became friends with a fucking senior cast member just so you can take them to fucking stores to go shopping for you. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm joking with you. If you ever if you ever come down here, I'll take care I'll take care of you. I got you. Don't uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, I definitely I should be down there. Either next this year or next year. All right, Brian. It's it's we're two hours in. Is it time yet? Is it over time? <laughs> <laughs> And the tradition continues. This portion of the show is sponsored by Disney Sources Arena. Come play Disney Sources Arena on the App Store. It is the ultimate turn-based RPG with real-time PvP. Enter the bold and competitive world of the Sorcerer where every choice you make determines your Disney legacy. Assemble your roster from scores of battle-ready Disney and Pixar legends and test your powers in the action-packed PvP arena. How about that? I have one, your Disney I have one. I have one question for you, Brian. How many of those ads have you set to playing games online? I say I do play that game. <laughs> it's actually very good, um, I will say. This is, this is Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh I have the emoji book. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh, man. Roger Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I missed it. I missed it. Uh, how how many questions did Derek ask for your friend who was the former NHL player? Um, 
You know, it's funny. Oh, it's okay. I think others asked more. I think I may have asked as many as Derek. Yeah. <laughs> and Madison asked quite a few, too. Yeah, Derek, I don't know what happened there. I, I didn't I, ask as many questions as Madison did. I tell you, there's if we would a have story. Had, I, say a Mike Trout hater, he would have been all over it. No. Like, I mean, there was one there's like there one, was one story one... Danny tells that I, I can never do justice for. But I think I've had him tell that story like so many times that I can't do it anymore to him. The fucking, his, how much he hates Ty Domi is hysterical. Dude, I just, they're showing like video on Fox News and there's like fire coming out of it. And all I could say is the fire shooting at us. Oh, they vandalized the headquarters of CNN. That's that's a move that I can get behind. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was in Atlanta. Oh, they're in Atlanta too. Please. Do they like, not realize that Trump actually is like doing something? No, it doesn't matter. He said it a four dead. You can't call you can't say thugs. Uh, you can't do that. Shouldn't about that. That was wrong. Orange man bad. Wait, you can't call them thugs? What are they? Well they are, but he's the president and he yeah. shouldn't have Who cares he's the president? Bad. You can't say thugs if you're a president. Well, uh, would would you prefer he goes on an I'm sorry tour around the world? The definition the definition of a thug is a violent person, especially a criminal. Well, but but, the, but it, it, uh, hold on, he, hold on. I think it, no, it, it, he that's the definition. He should, word, he should have worded. You know what? Like instead of doing that, he should take a stronger stance. Like we are already. They've already been in contact with the mayor on the situation, and, but, but we cannot have a country that, that if you're gonna. I mean, the idea of protesting, protest peacefully, and not. I wish that I don't know. Uh, it's so I'm kind of I'm kind of at the point where I kind of want this to all blow up so we can figure out. You, you know what I mean? Like I just feel like if we just keep, if we keep suppressing. Just let it go out of control for a bit and let's get this figured out for once and for all. You know, maybe it's what we need as a country, as people, citizens. This is not about anything else what I'm saying than what it is. I'm linking up an article on the chat. You guys should read it. Organized protests. I think Donald Trump should go there, uh, go and meet these people and say, Kumbaya, my lord, Kumbaya, shit like that. No, no, that's not how it's going to go. It's how it should be. No, and, and you know what? Here's the sad part. Hmm. I'm watching even if he, Even if he, like, sent the DOJ in there, right? They're still gonna fucking do all this shit because 
they're being told by certain people that Trump's a fucking antichrist. Orange just unfollowed, just un, just unfollowed and deleted one of my cousins on Facebook because of this stuff. Oh, no. I have a very hard and fast rule, and that's just the way it goes. Sorry. Yeah. Mhm. Hard. Roar. I'm gonna be like that. Um, Roar. Hey, you know the unfortunate situation that's coming out of the baseball um, labor tiff that's going on right now is that mm-hmm. they're canceling the minor league season and yeah. organizations are about to release 1,000 minor league players. Yep. Release 1,000 minor league players? Yep. That's true. Everything he's saying is true. So they're going to have no jobs? Is that correct? Yep, because there will be no minor league baseball season this year. Wow. No more Brooklyn Cycles, no more Staten Island Yankees. No, this no, this works perfectly into Rob Manfred's plan of dialing back the minor leagues and cutting out towns like Staten Island and fucking Brockton and shit like that. Trenton. No, Trenton's double A. You can't touch that. Trenton will always have a franchise because it's double A, but they want to get rid of like the lower minor leagues. They want to cut out like the short seasons. They want to cut out the well, wait, because the Astros are complaining that there's too many minor leagues with minor league teams. That full A was some of the like, best memories when I was covering when I got to cover it sports. So, Brett Gardner, yeah. Jim Ming Wong, Robbie Cano. Yep, back to back Ted League titles. I was I was there for it. Pretty crazy. You know who coached the first one? Andy Stanky. Stanky, Stanky the Yankee. I'm all for it. I almost got just get rid of everything. That night, I almost got Gatorade. Like they were coming out to Gatorade Stanky. That's what I got out of the way. Five. Lady Gaga's new album came out today. Chromatica. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, I listen yes. to it and it's great. Is it great? She's a super talented. I love that. that. I can't wait for, hey. uh, for, uh, uh, No Shoes Nation um, football helmet is coming to the What's Brewing Man Cave. There you go. I I would have really liked to have known what Lachlan's first thoughts were on the whole sell-off with Yager having to be traded from the pens. Now he wants to know this. Now he Uh, starts asking. You want me to text him? No, I I did want to ask him. He was part of it. He was gone by the time. I was, gonna, I was thinking oh, about that. You're too worried about Mike Trout and button pushing Janoria. No, no. Madison asked Dan. Madison got like the last couple of questions in, and it was too late. Oh, what's up, Trout? 
He was nice. No, but Danny was there when they started the sell-off. Danny was part of the original sell-off. Which sent yeah. him to New York with, with Kovalev. Oh, that's right. That was the Kovalev disaster. Huh. And Kovalev the disaster. Every fucking Ranger fan was jerking off when he came back. Yeah, because because we actually thought maybe they would actually play him at the right position instead of putting him on left wing and not freaking using him on the point. God, they they did not they they misused so many guys. Under, under That's because Kobe. Messier wanted them. Messier yeah, wanted what, to play with him. Yeah, well, well, you know what though? What the hell was he doing on the left wing? I mean, it was just ridiculous. God, I mean. You go and get a player, a guy who's played the right side, uh, developed into a star, and then they just they just totally like ruined. They they they, they, they gotta be they have to be like the worst run organization I've ever seen. It was just embarrassing. What no, about because Dolan had a hard on for fucking Messier. Lacatorre said individualism. Isn't that what he said? It, there was a little mm-hmm. bit of individualistic play. Yeah. I wonder who we could have been talking about there. Messier and Leach. Yeah. Individualist. And it was mostly Messier. Were were Gretzky and Messier on the Rangers at the same time? Oh, yeah. For for the 96-97 season when Gretzky had the two hat-tricks. And then Messier, I think okay. I, I think Messier got a little bit jealous because his buddy fucking kicked ass in that whole playoffs, and he and he kind of got overshadowed, and then and then of course Checkett screwed everything up, and well, he just decided, oh, I'll go to Vancouver, and then he wants to back with his buddy, you know, it's just disaster. Checkett was yeah. the guy before Dolan, right? Because wasn't Checkett in charge of the Knicks as well? Yeah. 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 Before yeah, Dolan bought the teams. He gave you mm, yeah, when when, he gave when the Knicks were competent and solid and exciting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was Checkets, man. No, but you know what though? Checkets still has the greatest it. line in sports history. How long do I have to pay for ninety four? He just you know, learned he, that from Jerry Krause. He was right about that. Their <laughs> backup plan was perfect, but you know, the Avalanche match. And it's not like Pat LaFontaine was top lever. Pat LaFontaine was over a point per game, but concussion. Yeah. Yeah, we just couldn't stay healthy, Pat, you know. I love yeah. Pat LaFontaine. What a fucking oh, player. Oh, me too. Well, he's still what one of the most player. popular players. He's popular sports athletes in Buffalo history, actually. Well, by the way, mm-hmm. I've taken a look mm-hmm. at Zach Lemire, like numbers, and Zach Lemire deserved his whole fame thing because he was great both regular season plus minus and points and playoffs, but... Steve Larber, how the fuck is Steve Larber not in the Hall of Fame? That is an absolute joke. Steve Larmer? Let's take a look. Steve, Steve Larmer should be in the Hall of Fame. He had like three or four 40 goal seasons, like scored 30 goals a bunch of times, got robbed of the selfie a bunch of times because the good old boys had to give it to their had to give it to Keith Garbidol. They'll put him in the Hall of Fame. Like, oh yeah, don't get me started Steve, on that. That how right, is Steve Larmer not in the Hall of Fame? Um. He deserves to be at. So does Miguel. I'm looking now. I'm looking now. You know, is Mogilny in yet? He's not. No, he I should be. He not in. That, oh that's my god! No, don't get me started on that either. Yeah. So that's insane. Larmer's. You know, here's the interesting thing about Larmer too. 
from 82 to 83, okay, yeah, to 93-94, this guy didn't miss a single game. 80-80-80-80-80-80-80-80-80-84. He played every single game, that guy. He, That's pretty crazy. He, he lost his Ironman streak in 93-94 because of his holdout. Yeah. But yeah. But that, yeah. isn't that something, though? I mean, he was really, really consistent. I just – I think he's one of those guys, there that just unfortunately got pinched in between two errors, and his numbers – you know, he is a point-a-game guy, but if he – man, if he just would have hit that 500-goal number, he would have been there. He had 440. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I think he's just one of those guys that just – got a little bit lost in the shuffle with all the other players from that era. He he was a great two way player and he could put the Oh he was I mean, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like like even his second to last year. His second to last year was that ninety four season. And and he after the trade. Yeah, he had a nice year. Yeah, he had, he had sixty points in sixty eight games. So he, he was a good player. How about his playoffs? How about his playoff scores? Hundred and thirty one points in hundred and forty games is not top lever, man. This guy yeah, he had sixteen points so in ninety four. That was a nice run. Yeah, he did, yeah. He, I mean, he he was, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I remember him as a kid playing the Blackhawks. He was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, that's one. But you get what understand. I'm saying. though. No, I think. Oh, I do. I, I'm not disagreeing I with do. you. I just, I and I don't know what it is. I mean, you know, there's always a few athletes like that in every sport. They just, for some reason, they, you know. But you know, whether if it's you're a geek, if you're a geek carbonal, I think geek carbonal was a was a terrific defensive player. If you're a Guy Carbonell or, or you're a Bob Gainey, that's another guy who should not be in the Hall of Fame. Like, 501 points and 161 games to be in the Hall of Fame. I guess if you're a good old Canadian boy, you know, had no problem getting well, in the Hall of Fame. Well, I know. Fame. That's, don't get me started. Yeah, well, that's, I can't believe you know. I have to say that. And I don't like saying that. And I know it's, like, not the right thing to say, but I have to say it. I I, I love how Derek hates saying it, but he says it anyway. Or then automatically brings up the. But I hate saying it. Like, it, it's almost like the Eichel thing. If Eichel was Canadian and not an American, Eichel would get so much more fucking love. Like, yep. wait a second. Well, again, Jeremy Roenick absolutely is a fucking Hall of Famer. What the? Why? Why? Because he held on a little. All right, he did hold on a little too long. Okay, he did. Jeremy Roenick was one of the best players in the fucking game. But Jeremy Roenick, when he was on the Blackhawks under Tito, when he was putting up over 100 points. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. Can't be Hall of Famer, right? One of the best American hockey players ever. Top 10. Fire. Hey, you know what? Thanks, Derek, because you brought me into what I was going to say next. Well, but I was going to bitch about it before, and then I, I made Danny tell the Mario Lemieux story, which I still think is awesome. That would be because because they're just because that just tells you professional athletes are just like us. Um, how does the NHL shop not have Mike Madonna jerseys? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how is there not Mario Lemieux jerseys on there? How are there not Gretzky jerseys on there? Like, how the fuck does this happen? Hey, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to head out and uh, either crash or watch a movie, then crash. So, um, uh, peace out. Don't crash too much. All right. <laughs> 
Don't crash I'll like you're Craig McTavish. Watch the movie Crash yeah. from the 90s. Don't want to run anybody over or become best friends. <laughs> all right. Talk to you guys all next week. Oh, and obviously, those of you in the chat, I'll talk to you guys in the chat. All right, all right man. Have a good evening. Right. Yeah, have a great night. <laughs> yep. Can't. Type in Mike Madano and Mitchell and Ness, and Mike Piazza jerseys come up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gotta love it. Gotta fucking love it. I bet you that Neil Broughton USA jerseys will show up before Mike Madano. See, this is. This is the problem that all these teams are having with, <laughs> like, like I get the fact that Fanatics pays to be the official stores, but when you can't have your official team store have a website because of Mitchell and Ness, or not Mitchell and Ness, because of Fanatics, that's a fucking travesty to the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless, it's ob- unless it's, like, a team, like, that – works a deal out with, like, a local vendor in a town. Like, Vegas has their store at the City National and their team and their store at the T-Mobile. So, like, they have shit that's, like, exclusive to them that you can actually get online. Like, I saw this, like, sweet fucking night hoodie last night that I was like, oh, I wonder if Fanatics has this. Nope. It's made by them. Hmm. And since I have the the code from a certain person that shall rename nameless that was on the show before, so I get the NHL discount. <laughs> um, that sounds good. It's a great. I fucking dude. It's the best. When you can go into an NHL shop and spend 30% less on everything, it's fucking phenomenal. That is pretty great. Uh, NHL. I, I, need, I need the fucking oh, MLB boy. shop one, though. This is the way so I just want to know. Oakland's burning down.
know where I'm going with that. So. Uh, oh, he's where? in the Tattoo Hall of Fame. Uh, Robert Davis was listening to the show before. He had to rub some salt in the wound yesterday. Apparently, they uh, decided to replay the 2003 championship game. Hurricanes against the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> uh, I'll even side with you on that, Derek. I'll even side with you on that one. Look, I, I'll tell you, I wouldn't. You know, I, I wouldn't have had any issue with it if they just threw the flag when. If you're gonna throw a flag, then just throw the flag when it's supposed to be thrown. That's the only thing I'm gonna say about that. All right. Oh, that was fucking terrible. That was brutal. <laughs> That, that was, was the you like most that? brutal, brutal call I've ever seen. They had guys celebrating on the field when it was thrown. I know. <laughs> I should have turned the game off. What that happened? They weren't gonna win. <laughs> they didn't I, deserve. I, I'll never. No, they got their asses kicked that game, but they still they still were in a position to win. And don't um, forget our, our great running back like got his like ACL like ripped out. Oh my god, that was fucking gruesome. Oh my the god. The Wolf McGee. Yeah. Yep. That was, oh that was terrible. Yeah, that was bad. That was just bad. that was amazing that he went on to the career. Who he was had. the quarterback? That, who was the who was the Ken quarterback? Dorsey. Like, Ken Dorsey and he was Ken Dorsey in that game. Who was the who was the guy in all who's the who was the guy in the luck guys? Who was their quarterback? Oh, Craig Cradwell. Oh, she was. freaking Krenzel. Yeah, I remember. But you well, know they what? Have at least you'll lose a Tony Saka. You know, could be. <laughs> you know what, though? That, with that Miami, that Miami team, just that, that three-year run was possibly the greatest college football team I've ever seen. Better than USC? It's called USC team Yes. Yeah. Oh, the the no. Bush years. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I think that Miami team was better. Yes. I think I'll they had a little bit that of Miami. Dominance. I think they have. You know how like too. they. You yeah. know how they always say like, "Oh, this team could beat like the worst NFL team." I'm not gonna lie. I really think that Miami team could have beat the Cleveland Browns. Uh, no, I do because I thought that, but. I don't want that to. Oh, that, you know, well, difficult. That, that old one team though. had so much NFL talent. They had so many talents. Yeah. They that did. every fucking guy on that team made the NFL. That would they have like Taylor, man. What? Okay. Derek, look that up. How many first round picks did that fucking Miami? That I three, think that, they had from two thousand like to two thousand two. I think it was like, well. I think in one draft they had like seven one year to eight. Dude, they had like yeah. I I think they had some like twenty five first rounders out of that like from yeah. like two thousand to two thousand five. It was fucking okay. stupid. Hold on, I'm gonna go and check. You had Shockey, Andre yeah. Johnson, Portis, Gore. McGahee. Portis, man. Let's, forget about Portis. let's not forget, Frank Gore could never stay healthy in Miami. And then um, he went up with so many yards. Yeah. And, and he's, because both of his knees are reconstructed. Yeah, I know. It is insane um, what he's been able to accomplish. Brett Romberg had a decent NFL career. Dorsey should have had a better NFL. 
Do you know the story of how Miami I think got Dorsey? <laughs> no, I do not. I don't know. So, how much money? Okay. I don't know. No, it has nothing to do with money. Um, <laughs> a sort, uh, a former Giants quarterback's kid was originally supposed to go to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then his father stepped yeah. in and said, do you really want to replace Peyton Manning? So then he went to Texas. And it just, like, it started this fucking um, merry-go-round. Dorsey mm. was, I forget where, Dorsey was either going to Texas or Tennessee. And when Chris Sims said he was going there, Dorsey went to Miami. And then mm-hmm. Dorsey, and then obviously, I think, I guess, they got fucking what, T. Martin. No, it wasn't T. Martin. It was somebody else. The 2001 team was the best. Oh, that 2001 team was ridiculous. The 2000 team with Santana Moss and all those guys, that team should have played for the national championship. Yes, they should have. Because they beat them earlier in the year. Should have. They got screwed in that one. Well, they lost the game. I'm looking it up. They lost the game to Washington. Game they yeah, like we should be playing for national championship. Yeah, yeah they lost. They lost really early. In no, you shouldn't be playing. That's it. Sorry. No, they lost. The, no, they lost oh, the game because Santana Moss fumbled a play. No. You know I why? Gave him you shit know why for they, that for years. You know why they didn't play for the national title? Because they gave up six points to Rutgers. Nobody should be giving up six points to Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like George, um, just to go back on your. Drafting. Uh, I'm looking yeah. at the 2002 NFL draft. And no, you I have count... to start in 2001. Okay, so I counted five first round picks. You know, here's the interesting thing, because uh, I started with 2002, and Shockey was obviously he went to the Giants Shockey after Brian. Was the 2003 Ed Reed, Ed Reed, and Philip Buchanan were in that first round. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know who actually won Rookie of the Year that year, and he was not first round. That he was 51st overall in the second round. Clinton Portis, 51st. And, and, and don't forget, you had Vince Wilfork, Frank Snor, William Joseph. William Joseph was a damn good player. He was a fucking bust in the NFL. Kidding me? Um, he was a bust in the NFL. He was terrible. Yeah, look, I mean, not everybody heads out the way you think they're going to pan No, out. no, you're right. It happened. That was like the point where you thought, like, uh, the Giants had taken, like, Shockey and him, like, back-to-back years, and you were like, what's next year, Sebastian? Um, Remember we had his brother, Sidoris Moss, too. Sonaris Moss was good, too. Yeah. Uh, he was there. a shrimp, though. He was a, he he was was a fucking shrimp. Just, he made it out of the ball. He made it. Yeah. He made it to the NFL. <laughs> Who else was on it? Fucking. Then you Wait had Andre Johnson. You had JPG's favorite, like Chicago Bear, part of our like team that he became like. Oh my God! I can't. Oh, what is wrong? Hey, don't forget Jonathan now? Vilma was on that team too. Jonathan, I have Jonathan Vilma's rookie card still. Oh, that's right. He went to the Jets. Uh, once, oh once my God. Oh yeah, oh, but it wound up with the Saints. He wound up with the Saints and wound up winning a Super Bowl. That is much better over there. You remember that? <laughs> that Vilma was fucking, Jonathan Vilma was fuck. Jonathan Vilma, if he didn't play for the Jets or if he played for the Jets under Rex Ryan, Jonathan Vilma would have been in the same category as fucking Erlacher. 
He, was he would have been good. a beast. He would have been a beast. You were absolutely right yeah. about that, George. Oh, my God. I'm going to disagree. Absolutely. I'm going to disagree just because he was a jet. I'm just not going <laughs> to agree with that. <laughs> That 2002 Miami team was yeah. losing going into the fourth quarter at Rutgers. They shouldn't. That's why they lost. That's all. <laughs> they, they, and then I think really, they had this tendency. I remember, like, to sometimes play down to the competition. I remember, like, there was the one game where they were losing and. I didn't. I couldn't believe they were about to lose, and it was fourth down. And oh my God, what's his name? Made like one of the greatest like one-handed catches that I've ever seen. Was that the game at BC? Helen, Helen Widblow, before he became just. But Derek, was that the game at BC that they played? It might have been. Yeah, it, I think it probably. Yeah. Because I remember like they they played like Great two pass. games in November games. up here. Yes. They had, they had a couple of games that were total scares, and Kellen Whistle made this unbelievable catch. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. For that. I'm not going to say anything else about him because it's just not what's point. And then 2 had the wide left. Yeah, they had the wide left. <laughs> yeah, I had the t shirt. Wide right? Oh my God. I wish I had a. I had the t shirt, Bri. The Miami bookstore oh, sold the shirt on. after that game that said, it's not right, it's left. Yeah, I want. Oh. Awesome. Um, I'm sure you do. That night, well, I tell you, though, if you look at like, but if you really think about it, like, and Larry Coker was basically there because everybody liked him. They did. Like, he was a terrible football coach. He was just everybody's grandpa, and they were just basically playing. They had a great team. Yeah, great. He, was like Randy Jerry Tarkanian. Was he was the Jerry Tarkanian yeah, kind of, of college football. Look, yeah. you know who was a really good coach? And they lost him to the NFL, and it didn't really work out Butch. for him because he went to Cleveland. Butch Davis. Butch? I went, I went no. to Miami with a rough back Bust. Butch Davis. No. I remember I like him. when Butch gave was telling them, no, I'm staying, no, I'm staying, and no, I'm staying, no, I'm staying. Bro, they Bullshit. wanted to fucking murder him in the papers down there. Yeah, I'll bet. I remember, because like that, was, that was when I was doing the Disney College program, and I remember picking up the Sentinel every day, and it was yeah. like Butch Watch. And when, and when mm-hmm. Butch left, it was like, fuck him. It was like, it was fucking mm-hmm. terrible. People were pissed off. Yeah. I knew, like, when I saw the rumors, it was like, yeah, he's going to leave. He's going to leave. And it's just, he was going to leave. And that's much, there isn't much else to say. You know what this, this race part is? They don't have as okay. much success anymore as a, as a college program. But Who, Miami? They still, they still turn out a lot of pros, man. I think I think DJ Dallas could turn out to be a, a, a pretty solid oh. running back. Well, here's uh, the thing. The reason why Miami Miami had a problem after the 2003, like after they got they rid of COVID. They had a huge problem, yeah. And the problem was not um, yeah. Devin, whatever his fucking name was. Their big problem was Donna Shalala. Donna Shalala wanted Miami to be fucking Stanford from Sunday to Friday to, yeah, to and wanted to, to be fucking Miami on Saturday. 
Yes, correct. That whole scandal with that booster just. Darren wow. Shapiro. Yeah, I mean, what a How, joke. Outside of like Pete terrible. Bell and and um, blue chips. Right? How many boosters names do you really fucking know? Devin Shapiro's on the tip of your tongue if you're a college football fan. They just keep these guys like top secret or whatever. Like No, they don't keep mm-hmm. they don't keep them top secret. Seems like it. Whatever they protected. Look at Alabama's sideline on a Saturday. You see every one of their fucking big money boosters. Yeah, but like, yeah, but yeah, but like, nobody's getting arrested. Nobody's going down, and no programs are going. Those programs aren't going down. Are you kidding me? Hey, speaking really? of programs not going down, congratulations to Zion Williamson. Oh my! Yeah. Every time that Gatorade commercial comes on, I'm like, what a hypocrite! What a fucking hypocrite he is! Congratulations to him. That's the greatest move I've ever... That's the best flex I've ever seen. You ain't taking Duke down, down, motherfucker. You ain't taking Duke down, motherfucker. <laughs> Coach K's got a Polish mob out there. Um, Brian, I came up with my favorite office scene, though, today. Did we lose Brian? Maybe. Dan, you still there? I am still here. I came up with my favorite office scene today. Oh, the what fucking is wedding it? where they, the wedding when they do the dance down the aisle and fucking Jim and Pam are just looking at each other like, what the fuck's wrong with these people? Which wedding? Jim and Pam's. Oh man, I haven't got to that point yet. Oh come on, really? I'm trying to watch the show now. What What are you up to? Season five. Okay, so you're close. Getting there. Did you there. get to Michael Scott Paper Company yet? To what? Did you get to the Michael Scott Paper Company? The Michael Scott Paper Company yet? Uh, tell me about that one. Maybe because the, the only thing I could think of is the time where they go to those the the rival company and and take their people. Oh, you haven't gotten there yet. Okay, never mind. No, it's when um Ryan, Pam, and Michael start a paper company. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, yeah. you can get there yet. That's coming. George? That's at the end of the season. Between 2000 and 2004 draft, Miami had mm-hmm. 20 guys go first round. 20. I was going to say, it was, and then they probably had, does it say how many they had in total drafted? Because that's like a draft record. Uh, no, the most, the most first round picks actually were uh, 2004. When you guys got yeah. Vince Wolfwalk and, and DJ yeah. Williams went to Denver and Jonathan Delma went pretty high and Keller Winslow, the Universal Soldier, Sean Taylor, and Vernon Carey. So, they had six. Universal Soldier. Yeah, now he's a Universal Rapist. And 
No, wasn't Dilma a second round pick that year? No. Oh, uh uh-uh. He was he was twelfth overall, man. I can leak it up to you. You want you want to see all the Miami players? No, no, no. There was somebody from Miami that was drafted in the second round that was really good too. Ah, uh, yeah, they they passed. Uh, I just got to check. The, well, I told you about um, the heck did I tell you about? Oh, brother. Uh, oh, By the way, Teddy Phillips. Yeah. Um, Minnesota really needs Gordon Bombay right now. They need a fucking quack, 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 quack. quack. Oh, they, you know they actually were playing off Kale did it. The guy who took all of the people, uh, hmm? but they were actually playing better under the guy who took all of Boudreau. But yeah, they could use Gordon. They could use Gordon Bombay. They could use Gordon Bombay right now. They really could. You know, Charlie you know, Conway, right? What's that? Like I remember when they made that trade with the Nashville Predators, and they traded away Fiala to the Wild. I was like, wow, that's going to be a good deal for the Wild. And now Fiala like, was beating them at scoring. He's going to become the star that I thought he would be. He's their guy. Yep. That's your brought it up. I just want to circle back to that Robin Leonard thing, because Brian usually accuses me of Golden Knights bias. Only because, okay. you know, I was on that I was on the Golden Knights bandwagon really early. Yeah, um, go on. You could circle back to it. Sure. I, I don't even think that's the move. Like, I, I know that's the move. But just getting Malcolm Subban out of there, turn him You around. heard what Malcolm had to say about Malcolm Yeah, Subban. I did. I, I, trust me, I've, I've heard it. I remember I when that trade was made. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had a conversation with him the day that trade was made. It was not as nice as he said it tonight. Um. But I did get a text from him going, really? You call him penis kisser? That's fucking hysterical. Um, was, was he I, the you know, it's funny. Because like, of his brother? I mean, yeah. I was wondering about that. Well, yeah, no, I mean, he's I, in the I, league. I like, I like this is what you got to remember with Vegas. Good. The first year, the, that they had a trade for Malcolm Subban because they didn't have any active goaltenders. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they... Wasn't he Everybody and their mother got hurt. He was with no, Vancouver, he was Boston. right? Boston. No, he was okay. in Boston. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There were two Subas, right? Weren't there two Subas? There's, there's another one. There's PK. I don't know. Yeah. Boston. Yeah, yeah. He was a first round pick for Boston. Yeah, I know. I know he was. I know. And um, but see, like, here's the thing. Like, I, I was when I was doing a show last night. Okay. I I probably like. Late February, early March, said that it would be Vegas and Boston for the finals, just because I I, I was watching Vegas under Pete DeBoer and how much better they were. Yeah. Here's what you forget: Vegas, in the span of like three games, lost Stone, lost Pacioretty, lost Tuck. Yeah, they were like, banged they, up. Yeah, they were really late. And Pacioretty and Stone probably wouldn't have been back for the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And their end of the season schedule was fucking bananas. Yeah. Um, so, they, so they actually get helped out by this. 
because now everybody's healthy. Pete DeBoer never coached a oh, and Chandler Stevenson, who which is the best trade made this year. George McPhee had a fucking that guy has rated the shit out of fucking Washington. Mm, he's not even the like general manager anymore. Is he? I think they have a he's different GM, and he moved upstairs. It's Kelly McCrimmon. It's yeah. Kelly McCrimmon only because they didn't want to lose Kelly McCrimmon. So McPhee's yeah. like, you know. He's basically calling the top, but he's upstairs. He's still really, yeah, because yeah. he's a smart, he's a very smart hockey guy. Very yeah, smart. McPhee's still, like, McPhee is still, like, the president of the club. Um, mm. But um, the fact that, it's like, McPhee knows that organization so well, like, to get, like, Nate Schmidt, who's becoming a well, yeah, because very good be, in it. to be with the Cats, of course. No, I'll tell you though. Everybody forgets this. Have you? Did you catch the end? Of the Shea Theodore, what Shea Theodore was doing at the end of the seat, like until the quarantine started. He was started to play really well. Bro, that yeah. guy could. If that guy played the full season, is legitimately in the Norris Trophy debate. I've always nobody remembers. I always projected him to be pretty good, and I never understood why the Ducks uh, just like, yeah, they screwed up. But nobody, everybody yeah. forgets that that guy started the season, he had cancer. Yeah, I knew he was going to be good. Nope. Yeah. yeah, but nobody talks about the fact that at the start of the season, the guy had cancer. I mean, so like, he's just he's getting better and better. Talk, yeah, oh, the fucking guy's phenomenal. You know who he reminds me of, and I hate, and I hate comparing, I hate comparing guys. Right? A very young Brian Leach. I gotta I gotta wait. See what he does. No, uh, I'm saying like race. I'm saying like yeah, the Brian Leach that came back. I I'm saying the Brian Leach that came out of the Olympics. That guy that, that it's it's so or a young Niedermeyer. Actually I, I know more I've young Niedermeyer. Yeah, no, he's got the skating, he's got the tools. And the Ducks, he's the got Ducks, a great shot. They traded Very good defensively. The, traded to the Golden Knights for future considerations. Uh, great trade by the uh, Ducks. Just, if you look at Vegas, right, the moves they made of Stevenson getting rid of Subban, bringing in Leonard, and I, I'll tell you right now. I don't know how much longer Mark Andre Fleury wants to play. I know he signed the extension. Will he renegotiate that deal so they can keep Robin Leonard? I don't know. Right? <laughs> and they also the Alec, Alec Martinez trade. Yeah, that was a smart move. Alec, I, I hate him, of that, course, but I have to. <laughs> but he, that I fucking that move. I respect uh, that move. His play, though. Was... After. Yeah. That fucking move was. You, you like the golden showers? <laughs> yes, I'm okay with them. Dan, you want to talk year, about. Garrett Sparks played a game. So did Oscar Donsk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, like, because, like, I, because I normally work nights, right? So I'm usually driving home during night games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because they're usually on, like, serious, so I could, you know, listen to the games or whatever. So, you know. 
You, you know what's Can tough I tell about you? this team? This team has a lot of grit to their team, and so like that mm-hmm. third and fourth lines are. If, as long as if they, they get the performances for their top two lines, and they have a lot of grit to it that makes them yeah. tough. You have, I think you have to have that kind of grit to go far to do well. <laughs> well, let, let's also look at this. Pete DeBoer has never coached this team fully healthy. Mm. He got the team and there was no Carlson. Carlson was just, just getting his game back. It's just so right? strange that DeBoer basically took over for the – for Gerard a lot when they used to be rivals, like they're like yeah. monster rivals. So strange. I, I'm Thank not gonna. I, I, was, I remember I was listening. I had left on the radio one night, or on the I was on the phone on the app mm-hmm. to Fox Sports Las Vegas because I was listening to the game before we went. Dude, they do like a, an hour and a half long post game show out there. It's fucking phenomenal. They do. Oh wow. Yeah. That's like. Longer than the MSG Rangers Pulse game show, which is Can really good in itself. So, Derek, listen yeah. to this. On Fox Sports Las Vegas, every day they do an hour night show. They do an hour pre, an hour and yeah. a half post. So their broadcast, I, I've listened to their broadcast, bro. It's great. Say, it's pretty good. They it's do it's phenomenal. Good. They have Dan Duvall called hell of a game. Yeah, they have they have they hired good guys. From what I could see. Yeah. And then you got Gosher and Knighty on the T V side and they're they're good too, and then Mike McKenna. But like Knighty, man. Former uh Knighty's great. Knighty was a put a little tough to touch this around. <laughs> Nobody. You Derek, you, you like you think like the garden's crazy after a Ranger game? Not as crazy. No, the garden. The garden is not the garden anymore. It's just not. No, it's not. Uh, I'm saying back like not. when it was the garden. Oh no, in 2014. Oh, I mean, in 2014, well, everybody was just like going bananas or whatever. Yeah. When they actually clinched, I still couldn't. I still can't believe Axel was at that. Like, yeah, I mean, 2014, it was great. But you know. All right, there. I'll give you this one. No, Imagine okay. that, 41 times a year. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched plenty of. Actually, they, they have got all that so so much, so much on like on like NBC. I, I, I like checking them out. They're an interesting watch. They're an interesting. You know what? I'll yeah. send you like okay. some of the videos from inside the building. You've been there, the, yeah. I've been, I've been to five games there. No, I was there five games this year. I've been to six games in that building. Mm-hmm. It is. Banana land. Do you think we, we would have to ask this question? Okay. Like, if they, you know, start missing the playoffs, will it come down? Well, like, you know, that always seems to happen with, you know, maybe obviously, maybe when you start winning right up, it's that kind of success right away. It spoils you a little bit. I'm just wondering um, about that because we've seen that before. Well, here's the, so here's the thing I, I believe. Okay. I firmly believe Bill Foley does not want to put a doesn't want a loser. So he's going to do whatever he can to keep the Knights okay. relevant. Well, um, I've also had this conversation in the building with people. Mm-hmm. There, even with the Raiders moving there, the Knights shine's not going to go away. 
they're going to be top notch there. They're, they're going to be the oh yeah, because they're their team. You know. Like like Vegas born is not just a fucking clever slogan. The Knights didn't even come up with that. That was somebody else's. Some some fan. And the Knights paid him for it. And now it's on everything. That's one of the best best slogans. That's like the polar opposite of play like a New Yorker. Dude, I bought like a wooden sign that says Vegas born. It hangs in my house. It's so cool. Um, oh, but here's the thing you got. Here's the thing you got to remember. Yeah. Two nights before their first game was one October. So when that city needed a hug, that team gave them the hug. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Of course, that they rallied around that whole thing. I mean, everybody. Yeah. So. Crazy. I forget. I, I, I've said it. I, I was talking to a bartender at the. Um, at the practice rink, because they have a nice little bar mm-hmm. between the rinks. Yeah. And she said, I said, there was like 500 people at the practice like that I was at, because I just wanted to see it. You know, I wanted to like, I love watching NHL teams practice. I think there's nothing better. Um, yeah, those practices, yeah, I mean, when I used to just be around for the Devils thing, that was pretty cool to go, to, even to go to like, they used to practice at, uh, what the hell is it, West Mountain? West Mountain. Yeah, South Mountain. Yeah. How many people South would you Mountain. get there? Maybe fifty. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I don't. I I wasn't really out to like watch it too much, but it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. Outside. Set up, set up. Yeah. Like outside of Christmas thing. week, you may have twenty people there. Yeah, yeah I'll say something. Vegas. Sure. Larry Robinson is one of the nicest hockey people mm-hmm. that I can think of. Because I was an intern for Stan Fisher, and I asked, I, I I wasn't supposed to ask a question. I asked a question, and he answered it. I was just like, wow, like he was like he gave like a genuine answer. I don't know. Just, I was like, wow, Larry Robinson is cool. He is just a, he was a very genuine, nice guy. Not just not just like one of the on defensemen. Yeah. So when I was a kid, like him. I would go up to practices when Larry Robinson got there with Jacques. Oh, Larry boy. used to change his blades every game, like every practice, like he was playing. <laughs> and he used to give me the blades every game, after every practice. He gave you the blades. Awesome. Gave me his blade every practice that I went to. Um, <laughs> but, like, so Vegas will get 500 people for a fucking January optional skate. In the playoffs, they'll get 2,000, 3,000 people at the City National Arena for a practice. Wow. For a practice. Do you need a a towel to clean yourself off? My God. (laughs) I'm just saying, I think. I'm saying, like. like Vegas. One, I love the city. But, like. The appeal. Dude, I'm telling you, I mean, it's so cool. Like, it's it's a beautiful building, one. Two, like, you walk through the casino, it. like, the two casinos that are there, like the Park MGM and the New York, New York. Game days, all the fucking dealers are wearing night jerseys. Mm-hmm. It's like a big tailgate party. 
Does R. Kelly still go out there and give golden showers to people before the game? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, I love my golden showers. (laughs) My goodness. Um. Like, I was up in Boston an opening night this year, and they did, like, something I caught, like, on one of the streets. And that was, like, cool, but, like, it's... Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of like, like, places that have, like, a college vibe, because, like, you know, like, when you're at a college place, like, a college atmosphere, everybody's more invested. You don't get that at the Prudential Center. You don't get that at the Garden. You don't get that in Philly. If they didn't become so corporate, the gardens, you'd still have some, there would still be a little more genuine buzz, but it, yeah. it's just too corporate. And, you know, I go to maybe five, six games a year, and the last game I went to was the Mika game, and that's the best regular season game I've ever been to. <laughs> so I got lucky. I got lucky. I've also been to Messi H Photo games. I've also I was been there. to Grassy Photo. Yeah. Oh, here's a question. Oh, you were there. You were there for the Messi one? So, yep. for your little trivia question, let's see how good you are. Uh, like, I'm sure you'll get this like that. I was half in the shitter. Okay, so who <laughs> who picked up a primary system, Messi H Photo goal against the Buffalo Sabres? Who set it up? Was it Danny? Uh, I'll give you a hint. This guy came over from Montreal in the Kovalev trade. And basically... Yosef Ballet. You got it. That's right. Good Fucking job. bleach-haired fuck that he was. And then he had some kind of metal problem. They traded him to the Canucks. They hyped him up. This is what the Rangers always do. They hype up their guys. Same thing with the Yankees. I, I was looking, reading an article about the White Sox. Remember they traded... They made that spray with the White Sox, and like, and like nobody turned out good. It's like there's only one player left, Blake Rutherford, and like he's down to like 15th in the rankings. And Tommy Cately's the best guy out of the trade. Oh, the New York hype. That was the Todd Frazier deal, right? Yes, it was. Okay, <laughs> that all that was was to get D Rob back. D Rob yeah, was I the know. throw in on that deal. It was yeah, it was to get D Rob back and like they hyped they had Ian Clark in and now he's like on his like third organization or something and like he got released. So like <laughs> and now Blake Rutherford, like he was like the sixteenth overall pick and he you know, he's like dropped to like fifteenth in the rankings of the White Sox. Like the Yankees won that by default. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. Oh, that weird how it worked out. Yeah, so I, tell us tell us more about the almighty famous golden showers. Please. Please. Who would you just rather hear about Vegas? Um How about this Vegas itself? More Vegas. Vegas um if you land at night at McCarran and you're on the left hand side of the plane it's you get to see like the strip, like, like you get the um, 
the skyline of the strip, which is pretty cool. Um, if you can find a way off the beaten path, go off it because there's a lot nicer mm-hmm. places, cheaper yeah. places. Um, like I go to this, uh, to it's Ellis Island hotel and casino, but they have a brewing company there. We make you know, they got their own tap room and it's like a nice, like outdoor patio fucking it's, it's awesome. Really? Um, yeah. Fremont street's great. If you're looking to see like times square, cause it's all freaks and shit. Um, if you're going out there to see the nights, you stay at either Park MGM or in New York, New York. Cause it's right there. It's right outside the building. Um, tickets yeah. aren't cheap. No, like aren't the cost. Mm-hmm. Even if you buy them from the team, they're not fucking cheap. Like the cheapest seats are like hundred bucks. Derek, you're going. To, you're going to Vegas. What? Yeah, I'll go to Vegas and see. And see, PG won't be there. Too busy in Taiwan. <laughs> the what? Um, the Raiders Stadium is like directly behind Mandalay Bay, <laughs> and it does look like the Death Star. I think the Raiders make it a big mistake. But yeah, no, nope. uh, no. I think I think like I think it. Las Vegas made a big mistake. Oh, okay. Because they're on All the right. hook for they're on the hook for the entire bill. Oh, the huh. T-Mobile is owned by the Knights and MGM. Oh, brother. And the UFC okay. it has three owners. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Um, uh, I think I've got a go. Yes, on. Yeah. No, we need to no. talk about the golden showers more. Shut up. Yeah, he's just gonna give you some shit. You better hope that I the Bruins, if they get to the cup final, don't play Vegas because. Dude, I'm fucked. Well. You're gonna get. You're gonna get shitted on. <laughs> oh my god, I'm fucked. Do you understand how fucked I am if the Bruins play the fucking Knights? I don't know what to wear. Yeah. I have to wear a night hat, like one game, and a Bruins jacket the next. I'll be all fucking confused. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it'd be a chaos. I'd be fucked. I, I look at it this way. Either way, I'm buying a Stanley Cup champion hat. T-shirt. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what you can do. That 